This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. It's almost unbelievable <laughs> that it is that good. I've been reading like reviews from people that generally just hate all movies. Yeah. And even they're like, this is amazing. I even like the ones where they're saying like, there's not much plot to this, mm -hmm. but who the fuck cares? Yeah. And you're like, like I thought about it and like, yeah, there is just enough plot to string through these set pieces, mm -hmm. you know, and and like even like they say like uh, with every Mission Impossible, there's that one scene you have to see. There's like five in this movie. Oh, five! At so least. many, and they're perfectly spaced apart. Exactly. It's not like it's too much at the beginning and then just dies off. It's like like I think boom. now we might see. Uh, I'm gonna try to remember to say this again. I think now we'll see action movies emulate this formula as opposed to the Bourne formula, so that we'll have these like smarter action flicks with. Wall to wall action. Because that's fucking, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Fallout is amazing. I can tell you that I actually like it more than Infinity War. Same here. I did it. I, was, I stared up my top camera. Second time I watched it, yeah. I li literally went, yeah. And it's because, part of it is because of the way that Fallout, or uh, Infinity War ends, because you're just like, it's kind of a downer end. Yeah, we were talking about that too. It's going to be hard to look at them individually that in the fourth one is released. That's right. It's going to be like one big four or five hour movie. Plug in? Plug in. in. I believe we're Are recording. We recording? Okay. I'll double check. Please double check. I'm going to double check. Because, you know. Because my, my mind hasn't been all that wonderful lately. Uh, yeah, we're recording. Okay. We're good. Yep. Uh. <clears throat> all right. Hello, Chris. Hey, Ken. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good? How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, you wearing your geek pants? I'm wearing my geek pants. Awesome. I see you're wearing your IMF shirt. Well, every good spy. This is a closer turtleneck yes. that I have. And every good spy has to have a black turtleneck. And well, I'm not wearing a Tom Cruise shirt. He's invincible. So it's fitting. <laughs> that it's fitting. is good. That is good. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, real quick, before we go any further, I'm going to mm -hmm. do a quick shout out. Randy Gotsman, I know you're watching this. And I know that you're wearing your geek pants. So, like I said, I'm giving you a shout out. Randy Gotsman, underdog. Yeah! Yeah, we're hey, at the Power Center. Randy's at the Power Center? Yeah, at the right Power now? Center. Is he watching this now? He's actually Center? at the Power Center right, the Power Center now, right now. He's not watching this right now because this won't show hey, up. Where does Geek Pants to work? That's nice. He's a closet geek. He's a closet geek? He says all these old shows, and because I'm a geek, I'm like, oh, yeah, that show. I fucking know that show. <laughs> that show? And he's like, yeah, I like, you know all those old shows. And I'm like, yep, because mm -hmm. I watched a lot of TV mm -hmm. and movies. Yep. Because why go outside? Check out this tan front that I got from uh, camping. Do you see a tan, or do you see right through my fucking arm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what else you don't see? Mosquito bites. That's oh, true. Oh, shit. That's true. That's right. They don't like the white meat out there? Oh, they love the white meat, but they don't oh, like okay. two layers of clothing. Uh, and spray, mm -hmm. Jeans, hat. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> he must have looked ridiculous. Oh, I look. I actually looked pretty. Walking cool. around like this. No, did you look cool? I actually kind of thought like I looked like I was hiding from the government while I was camping. <laughs> Hat down, glasses on, <laughs> covered great. up. That's great. Yeah, dark colors too. Like it was blue and blue. Oh man, <laughs> I'm a hardcore camper too. <laughs> no mosquitoes. Well, I mean, you got enough bites in Mexico to last you a while. Yeah, but those weren't too bad because uh, while they're really bad in the heat and the humidity, as soon as we got to our uh, air-conditioned room, they were gone, like, almost immediately. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. You know, like I kind of wish we had an air-conditioned room right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I think at some point we'll be going, it smells like swass in here. Mm -hmm. Swass. Mm -hmm. Sweaty ass, just so we're clear. Sweaty ass. Yeah. One day when we release this in 4D, you can smell that yourself. That's that's ridiculous. Like if that's what they're working for for the industry, Man, it's I don't happened. need to smell shit. It's happening. I went to like a Marble 4D thing in, in New York, and it was ridiculous. Like it water was ridiculous. splashing on your face. There was scents. Wolverine like clawed one guy in the back, so then I got clawed knives in the back. Like it popped that's out of the too seat. much. It was too much. It hurt my back. I guess so. Didn't feel good. That would not. I would. I, good. But then again, I'm also like not the hugest fan of 3D mm -hmm. because. I watch movies, so I've seen those dark futures where you've got the the dude that's literally just sitting on virtual reality, mm. where his virtual reality life is awesome, but his real life is he's just this huge stinking pile of grossness. Mm. <clears throat> Ready Player One. I haven't seen that yet. It's kind of but that's kind of along those lines. Yeah, they're you're all in their VR world. Real life. Or Wally, which is a bunch of fat also haven't seen around. that one. You haven't seen Wally? No. Oh man. I watched um, Short Circuit one and two though. And you know what's great too is I watch those movies again and they still hold up pretty well. I haven't watched those since I was a kid. The jump from the first, like the sequel, is weird. Like when he's not hanging out with the previous crew that he was. Mm. He runs into the one, uh, <laughs> what's his face? I can't remember his name. He's a white guy playing an Indian. I remember people talking about that. <laughs> and I, heard, yeah, like, that I didn't that know that at the totally time. Totally fly over today. And then, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Well, they wouldn't even cast him. They would just cast him as a white guy. Yeah. Even like in the remake, he'd be a white guy, and they'd just be like, "Hey, what's the problem? Everyone's white in this movie." <laughs> it's made by Tyler Harry. Oh, Yes. So this is the MIC Part 2 CamCast. It is. And MIC, for the people that aren't special agents out there, means Mission Possible CamCast. Broke that right down. Yeah. See how I this nailed that? The suspense that you did was... Riveting? Useless. <laughs> useless. You built it up to be something else. Like, I actually... Because, you know, I was going, like, MIC. Was it, like, the Mission Impossible Cinematic Universe? <laughs> But no, it's CamCast. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do spinoffs eventually. Tom can't do it forever. Massive spoilers, just so we're clear. Oh. I know two of these movies are, yeah. like, years old. One of them's, like, three years. The other one's, like, eight. Seven. Because mm. there's four years. Protocol's 2011, so. Yeah, and then 2015. Yeah. So, so seven. Seven years. So massive spoilers, especially for oh. Mission Impossible Fallout. So uh, there's going to be... Spoilers? Yes. Okay, all right. And what all size right. are they going to be? Big. Massive. There you go. Like, like Tom Cruise's 
go? I don't know if it's going to be that massive. Oh. I was dick. Is it? I don't know. The, the level of stunts that he's doing at 56 might suggest <laughs> that he's got a small penis. Uh, or a really big one. Also, uh, this just struck me. Uh, why would the next thing you say is penis? I don't know. <laughs> I think big. I go right to doesn't have boobs. Okay. I mean, I could go with brain, but the guy's jumping out of helicopters at 56, so. Yeah, you know what, though? He is really smart, though. Well, I, I actually yeah. will touch upon this as we go through the different movies and stuff like that. But he's really smart. Also, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this really quick. So, because, <laughs> you know, I needed something to really help solidify my justifiable hate for Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? It's a remake of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. What? Yeah. Which one? I can't even remember. I wanted to write it down, and then I didn't, so I have to break the rule so early. But I couldn't believe it. And there's actually an article that breaks it down. It's pretty notorious, I think that's what it was called. I have a hard time believing that Hitchcock pulled off an awesome motorcycle scene. No, but there is is a bunch of... uh, Oh, the whole chimera thing, like the viruses. Yeah, there's parts that are different. But, uh, yeah, did you know Mission Impossible 2 is a remake of Hitchcock's Notorious? Notorious. Yep. Heard of it. There's even a bunch of scenes with similarities. Hmm. Now, the article actually goes in depth. It is fairly close. You'll have to send me that link so I can post it in this video. I will do so just that. So people watching can read it. For the people listening, it's fucking bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you'll edit it in post and you'll verbally say it. Maybe. But probably not. H-T-T-P-S. I almost think you should do it now. Because that's pretty fucking <laughs> Dash. Oh. Slash. Oh, what the fuck is that called? Dash. So, lastly, I'll say this one final time. All right. Massive spoilers. Massive spoilers for what Kenneth calls... The new era of Mission Impossible. Yes, the new era trilogy. Mm. But... Mm, we do away with numbers. We actually do subtitles. Mm. Yes. And they're spaced apart more evenly. They don't come out every like five, six, seven years. Yeah. And uh, and uh, there's none of this. And Tom Cruise keeps short hair for two movies in a row. What? Shortish. Shortish. Yeah. Kind of in between yeah. Did I just say in betweeny? You did. You did say I did. in betweeny. I like it. All right. Well, uh, you heard it here first. He just in betweeny. New word. Future geek fan shirt. Fucking Christ. <laughs> but before we jump into Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, <clears throat> I am taking off the shirt. <laughs> I figured you would. You lasted longer than I thought I you were going to. I Wow. Oh. The visual's good enough. And you're wearing gray underneath, too, which is perfect, because now if you're drenched, it's just going to show your nipples. <laughs> Boob sweat. <laughs> just a little, like, blah. I'm just going to say Electro and Sandman are drooling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, we're good. Okay. 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 Ah. How are you feeling? I love a cooler. Good. A little bit cooler. How are you? I'm still warm. But... This delicious iced coffee from Tim Hortons that you bought for me. <laughs> you know why? Because it is always refreshing. 
Oh, or Tujez. Uh, why is it the French guy should be reading this? I'm not even going to say that. All right, good. Anyway, super fattening and super cold, and I love it. <clears throat> we have two questions today. Yes! Two more questions. We should start calling this, like, we should have a seg like a segment like an name actual segment? for this, like, uh, Geek Chat. Or yeah. Talking with the Geeks. Talking with the Geeks? The Geeks. The Geeks. The Geeks. No? Not feeling that? How about just, here's two questions. From Instagram. Oh, okay. Or the Instagram <clears throat> questions. Insta questions. Insta questions. That's hard to say, actually. Insta questions. <laughs> it's our weekly Insta questions. <laughs> Boom. All right. Actually, that. Instagram.com slash geekpantsmedia. Send us a question. <laughs> also, Twitter.com slash geekpantsmedia. Also, Facebook.com slash geekpantsmedia. Send us questions. We like questions. Not many followers on Twitter. It's disappointing. But it's Twitter, though. It gives me a lot smaller ego than Tom Cruise, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's Twitter, It's though. Twitter. Like, it's Twitter. I, I don't even think, like, it's really just celebrities that are getting followed on Twitter. Right. right. Twitter, that's it. And half of them who left since uh, the James Gunn incident. <laughs> yeah. So, I saw so some you don't even have like, much like, fuck this, I'm fuck out. Fuck this, I'm out. No. <laughs> um, from George Maldonado. Maldon, Mal, I'm... Maldonado. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, man. Uh, is it George or is it Jorge? It, it could be. No, it's George. Now you're making me question. I swear it's George. It's G-Box. It's G-Box? G-Box is his nickname. Okay. He's a high-def ninja guy. All right? I met him in Austin, Texas. Awesome dude. Known for years. George I'm, or Jorge Maldonado. God, why are you putting that in my head now? I'm, no, it was George. <clears throat> All right. Question. Are you ready? Of course. Why do you think WB is holding off on a Snyder Cut of JL? Do you think it will be released? I think they're holding off mainly because they said that it was only like a 20% reshoot. 15-20%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and they were hoping that most people would be able to see the difference. Do I think that it'll ever get shown? Not anytime soon. Mm. Even though I think it's stupid because, like, I paid full pop. Yes. For Batman v Superman, mm -hmm. like the extended. Yeah. Cut, okay. Like yeah. I paid full pop for that, uh, and I would have done the same thing for Justice League. But having said that, um, if they re-released it. 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I would buy it. I would flat out. Oh, I would definitely and I buy wouldn't, it. And I wouldn't mm. go like, oh, I want a discount because yeah. I purchased Justice League. No, 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 no. I would flat out buy it. I would support okay? that. Okay? So, like, and even if it's, uh, even if it's similar to the Donner cut, where mm -hmm. there's some shots that you could tell are finished and shot beautifully, and other shots you could tell was a fucking audition from Christopher Reeves <laughs> where he's super thin and lanky, you know? I would still watch that because, like I said before, I uh, and I don't hate Justice League at all. Yeah. But I do feel like if they let uh, Snyder do his cut, uh, minus the the female Robin and actually having Dick Grayson be the Robin that was killed, because he's recently said that in an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I don't like that idea. Um, 
Well, he was kind of going that way with Jenna Malone, right? Was wasn't she? He kind of setting her up. I I think part of it was like I think I don't think he was setting her up because her character in Batman v Superman is a quick one. Yeah. Very I quick. think what happened was is that people, us fans, went Jenna Malone's in this movie. She kind of looks like Carrie Kelly. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be fucking Robin. You know what I mean? I think that's and that's where that happened with. And then they were just kind of like. I guess that's more people that'll watch the movie, so that's just... But it's even funnier because they did all that talk, and she's not even in the uh, theater cut. No, she's only, only in the extended. You only see her in the extended And it's cut, very quick. It's and it's very, very quick. quick, and it's... It is... Like, that part, her character didn't have to be in the movie. No, it, it, that's why I think she, she was going to be something greater in the future, because... Maybe. It was, it was so quick, and it's just like, why even bother? That could have been played by anyone. Yeah, exactly, but, like, uh, so I I do feel like it's going to be shown, but they're dumb. Like, if they actually have a cut, they're stupid for not letting it go. Because, like, again, like I've said, like, I feel like, I almost feel like the, the stuff that would have happened would have had more weight, you know? Although, I do feel like they probably would have had uh, Superman kill people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Possible. And I'm like... How long did it take for us to get the Donner cut of Superman 2? 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Okay, so hopefully sooner than that. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. And but, like, and people bought, paid full price for the, like they paid 30 bucks for the Donner cut. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, Easily. and I wouldn't have blinked at that. I, like I said, like, even if it's, if that's just the movie too, like no special features, no nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I would have, uh, I'd buy it in a heartbeat just to see how that plays out. Because like... <clears throat> But then again, I also would have said that, like, if they would have had an extended cut of Justice League where it was two and a half hours, I think that would have helped the movie be a bit better, too. I honestly don't think we're ever going to see a Snyder cut. I do think we could possibly see an extended edition with some shots that might be floating around that, that both Snyder and Whedon worked on. Um, okay. But, but an official yeah. Snyder cut, I don't think they have enough in the can for that. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. It's tough to say, though. It's hard to say. And I, I mean, honestly, I think there's something more behind this. Because he shot four hours of Batman v Superman. Yeah. This guy, like, Warner Brothers loved this guy for years. He gave him 300, big hit. Gave him Watchmen. And then and then they let him, like, do a freaking five-hour version of Watchmen. Yeah. But, well, that, and I, I honestly, I think part of it was they started to sour with Man of Steel. It, it's possible. Because... I mean, well, only because Man of Steel 2 then suddenly became Batman v Superman. It, like, it was originally Man of Steel 2. It was a sequel. There was no talk of another Batman movie. That was WB. I guarantee you WB wanted Batman. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. saying, like, part of that is Man of Steel mm -hmm. not doing as well critically and financially as well as they expected. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And then the other part was reactionary to Civil War, okay? Because like we talked a little before, Civil War was announced, and they're like, oh, oh, "Superman two, Scott Batman." Yeah, right. And See, then it was exactly. like, eh, "Wonder Woman." It was almost instantly. Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, and it was fairly quick like that. And then it was uh, then they did that back and forth with the dates. Yeah, we're here. And then uh, DC was like, "Okay, we're we're actually back here. Mm, we're gonna mm. take this spot here." Um, so, yeah, actually, I agree with that. I agree, like, we're not going to get an official Snyder Cut. You're right. They're going to, 
They will do an extended Yeah, there's something more going on there. Because, I mean, they gave him the DC Universe after Sucker Punch bombed. Okay, they let him do Sucker Punch. It bombed. They let him do Legends of uh, Legends of the Guardians, that owl cartoon. Right, yeah. That bombed. Yeah. Then they gave him the DC Universe. I mean, yeah. Man the of Steel. Other, Man the other of part Steel. of the problem, though, is that they, they, tie, they teamed him up with David Goyer. Right, yeah. And he was coming hot off the heels of uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. But David Goyer was working with Batman, who's a darker character, for one. He was also working with Christopher Nolan, who mm. also had the balls to, and the stones, or so to speak, to just be like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. We'll do some of the stuff you want to do. We're not going to do all of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know why Goyer was involved in Man of Steel. Because even, like, they... Even Jeff Johns, if anything. I'm a little bit pissy with Jeff Johns right now. Right now, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> at that time... At that time, it would I probably would have been like, oh, okay. No, right. he worked because his secret origin, before, right? yeah. his secret origin was really good for yeah. Superman, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like he could have at least said, "Well, if we're going to be using a lot of Mark Wade's birthright, you know, and and have elements of Grant Morrison's All Star Superman, well, you know, maybe we could go this route." Because I I love the interview, the parts where they were saying, like uh, when Snyder and Goyer were saying, "Yeah, oh, Christopher Nolan didn't want uh, Superman to kill Zod." He was like, "Well, you just can't do that," mm-hmm. you know. And then they were like, "Well." He has that rule about how you never kill. Well, this will be why. So he kills, and then he never kills again. And I remember we saw. I said that's the dumbest rationale yeah. ever. Yeah. You use a farm aspect yeah. to explain this. He's had to put down a rabid coyote because they're killing the thing, and he can't do it. So his dad does it, and that's gonna stay with him. So in this case, he realizes that Zod's rabid, puts him down. Doesn't want to do it, but he puts him down because he doesn't see any other way at that mm-hmm. point. In that earliest stage of his career, then I can get behind that. Then I can go, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, I'm still not as against the death, like him killing Zod, as I was in the theater, but it's still like, uh, it's like, why would you put him in that situation anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I mean, yeah. he's new and all this other stuff. Yeah, so, there's a lot of factors. Um, but but yeah, I agree with you. I think that you know, we'll get we may get an extension. I, I've warmed up to the the killing of Zod over time. I still so don't I. like it. But I, mean, I don't like it, but I'm not like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't instant. Like I wasn't like, oh, what the fuck? I, I watched out there. Like I was like, shocked. I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't yeah, do it. And I was then just they like, did it. And like I was I've said speechless. before, I was just like. Ugh. If they didn't have the scene where he screams right afterwards, yes, you know, then I would have hated it. I would have absolutely hated it. But they had the scene where he's just like, no, because you could just feel like he doesn't want to do this. And he does it. You know, but at least if you had the farm aspect, you do the flashback scene. Yeah. Show him not killing the coyote. And his dad's just like, oh, I gotta kill the fucking coyote. It helps that Lois Lane, like, teleported into the scene right afterwards, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, baby, what you do? Um, um, but so, hands down, I would love to see. I would love to see. I would love to see a Snyder Cut. I'd love to see the Snyder Cut. I would love to see an extended cut. Yeah. I don't, don't believe he was fired because his daughter was murdered. She killed, I thought she committed suicide. Yeah, okay. Either she died. She died. Either way, this she is died. horribly tragic. Yeah, and then, and then, like, he, he was fired. I like That doesn't make any sense to me. I think there's something deeper going on well, there. there is. There has to be, because we got the one story where yeah. he stepped down. He graciously stepped down because of the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Then some other jerk-off show, comes up and goes, no, 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 he was actually fired. Yeah. And it's just like, well, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And also, why bring this stuff up? Yeah. You know? So... Um, so, yeah. anyways, that's I don't think we'll ever see it. Not a one hundred percent Snyder cut. No, no, you're right. I, I don't think there's enough footage. Yeah. Um, okay, and Tom Cruise 
as Cosair with the Starjammers in a future Guardians of the Galaxy film, Go. Yes. Why not? Yeah, right? <laughs> just imagine him with <laughs> mustache. Yeah, just swashbuckling space pirate. Yeah, and especially now that uh, Disney owns, what, 90 or all of Marvel? No, 90% of Marvel. The chunk of it. Yeah. They don't have... There's chunks of Paramount. They don't 100% have Spider-Man. Well, that's what I mean. So 10% of the Marvel yeah. Universe is still... 5% is a partnership. The other 5 is... Uh, Namor? <laughs> that's how we could. Yeah, 1.5%. I don't know. Um, but yeah, fuck it. Why not? I mean, that would... I want to see Tom Cruise in a super <clears throat> movie. Though I'm thinking it's probably... It, Star it, Jammers just would never happen. Star Jammers is never going to happen. Because, like, I mean, I mean, the X Men as a property, I don't feel is ever going to go that far enough into space. Yeah. To introduce Leandra and the Shi'ar Empire well, and the Star Jammers. I'm pretty sure they're introducing them. Oh, really? In the next X Men movie, which will like lastly Phoenix? be yeah, which will last be the last X Men film. For oh, Fox. okay. So then, well, Star Jammers <laughs> won't be in that. Be the point of even showing because then we're gonna get like friggin' like I talked before, like Tony Stark mutants or whatever. I don't know, yeah. I really don't know how I want to see Tom Cruise's superhero movie, but I'd almost say, like, let's introduce Fantastic Four first and then have Reed Richards accidentally open up a pocket dimension into the previous X Men Ah. universe, take whatever cast that you can, Mm -hmm. bring them over. And go from there. I like that. I like that. And at but, least at that point, because then the the fans that watched all the X Men movies can go, okay, I don't have to go through a recast or a character change because I followed all of these characters. Okay, great, let's do that. You mm-hmm. know, that's another way that you can reintroduce Wolverine. Yep. Or grab him from another pocket dimension. Exactly. Or grab a younger Wolverine. X two three. You know, X two three, same thing. Pull her in. You know? Deadpool. What the shit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so, endless, really. I do think uh, we will see Tom Cruise in the DC Universe before we see him in the Marvel Universe. Especially why do you say since that? they're talking to Christopher McQuarrie. They want him on Man of Steel 2. I know. Or, he said he'd do it. Or Green Lantern Corps. He fucking do both. Because apparently, apparently, I read today, Tom Cruise would be interested in playing Hal Jordan. I could definitely see that. I could definitely... Could you picture him with a bit of the white? Yeah. With a bit of the white there? Oh, my God. I mean, he's already halfway there with the top end movies. I, like, honestly, uh, especially... And I was in with Macquarie after Rogue Nation. Mm -hmm. But even when the interviews for Follow came out, and he was like, I would love to do a Man of Steel 2 with with Cavill. I was like, okay. Do it. Let's do it. Do it. Just fucking do it. And Mm -hmm. if that means that we'll get Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan... I mean, that'll be amazing. And for once, he doesn't have to almost kill himself in a movie. Yeah. Because that'll be 90% CGI, except I hope his costume's real. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, no, you know what? Instead of CGI, tie me to the back of that jet and just fly me around. He would, actually, because he's so, like, he is very, <laughs> very practical effects guy. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing about Analog. Paul. I didn't realize that all of his movies are shot in analog. Nothing shot in digital. Because mm-hmm. he hates the way it looks. That's crazy. It's amazing. That's actually one of the things I was going to mention. I get the impression 
that Tom Cruise, because we, we said this, I, first of all, I think he's really smart. Mm-hmm. He's got an excellent eye for talent. Okay, because oh, yeah. you mentioned in the last CamCast, he produces all his own movies. So, like, even just this franchise that was never supposed to be a franchise, mm-hmm. he's produced every single one of them, and he's looking at, like, okay, you got, you're big now, and these are these are big actors now, and, and even the way, once we get to follow, you really get the sense that he's just kind of like, all right, yeah, this is perfect, yeah. you know? I mean, even the fact that they got Macquarie for the first ever sequel. Or not sequel per se, but to do back to back IMF movies. I don't want to see another director on these movies now. <laughs> I honestly hope he comes and back. Especially for, because Macquarie made a point. He even said in the interviews, I've read so much on this movie. I bet you have. That, like, he's even said in interviews that he purposely wanted to do a different type of movie. Like, he wanted it to seem like a different director directed this, you know? And I'm just like. And he nailed it. Oh, my God. He nailed it. I mean, you watch Rogue Nation, and you're like, this is fucking amazing. You don't realize you don't you don't necessarily have to know it's the same director because you're just like holy shit. I know, it's great. Yes, <laughs> I I say yes to Hal Jordan, yes to the Green Lantern Corps. I emphatically would love Macquarie to be on Man of Steel, especially with that helicopter scene. Mm-hmm. Just like even just the action scenes, could you imagine how cool it would look to have a practically shot Superman movie with moderate CGI? Huh. That's a great thought. Huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? So, that was our Insta questions. Or, what do we call it? Was it Insta questions? Questions from Instagram. Do, 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 do. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We're heading into 2011's Mission Impossible Ghost now, Protocol. what came out around 2011? What, what year was Skyfall? Skyfall might have been 2011 as well. Ghost Protocol came out at Christmas. I remember that. Because it, it had a small opening. That's right. It was on one like, of the only ones that came out at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it opened on Christmas Day or something. Yeah. It had a very small opening. That's right. I think that Skyfall came out right before that. November, I think, right? Mm-hmm. It was in November. Bond is in November all the time. It was time. definitely a November movie. Because yeah. Michelle and I went and saw that. It was like the first like big geek movie that she watched with me in the theater. I was like, this movie was better than I thought it would be. And I was like, this movie was better than I thought it would be. This is fucking amazing! <laughs> you tested her out right there, right? Eh? Oh, like, yeah. Let's see how she reacts to me after this movie. Yeah, when I'm just like... Oh! You, you accept me like this? Oh, my God! Oh, yes! But, uh... Anyway. <laughs> so, um... One of the things I really liked about... Okay, so first of all, like I actually like that they got away from the number sequence. Yeah, at first I was kind of like, eh. It threw me for a loop, and a lot of the stuff in Ghost Protocol does still kind of throw me for a loop, but, I mean, not so much now, but it did when I first watched it. But, like, uh, it almost gives it a timeless aspect. Yes. Okay. Also, because this is the fourth in the franchise, mm-hmm. by having no numbers, it almost makes it okay for you not to watch the other movies. Exactly. You know, like, they talk about it in comics all the time where they say, like, well, you know, when you get to, like, Action Comics 1001, it seems really daunting for a new, uh, like, a new comic book reader to buy into that because now they're looking at it like, oh, now i got to read a thousand issues worth of Action Comics to be brought up to speed. Even though that's dumb. That's stupid. You should never, ever do that. Yeah. Well, look for a new writer and then pick up where exactly. he goes from. But, whatever, that's the argument. But I can see it in movies where, uh, where like, you might go, Oh, geez, Mission Impossible 4. I haven't seen any Mission Impossibles. I'm not going to know what's going on. 
fuck, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, the Bond movies never do that. No. They unofficially number them. Like, you know that the new yeah. Shatterhand is Bond 25. Mm-hmm. You know that because they talk about it. But they're always just a title. They're never a natural number. And that works for them because then you can just kind of, if you watch Bond movie, okay, great. If you don't, okay, great. I always loved how Bond had a different title every time. It wasn't like yeah. James Bond, Moonraker. It was just Moonraker. Yeah, and I like that. And I thought that was really neat, you know, yeah. because... I mean, if you're just looking at titles on a shelf, you're not going to know it's a Bond movie until you pull it out. And you're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I feel this works for Mission Impossible, especially because, like, you're literally, like, on the side, it's M.I. Yeah, well, I mean, they started with Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, yeah. so, I mean, it'd be weird to just be like, this is Ghost Protocol. Yeah, exactly. It would be. It, it'd be weird. You're right. So. You're right. But, uh, so, I, I like that, but even though it was kind of jarring, like, mm-hmm. in retrospect now, I'm like, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um... The opening sequence I thought was really cool. The prison? No. No, the actual opening sequence with uh, Paul Patton. When they show the, what's his face, Josh? Oh, Josh Holloway. Holloway. Um, yeah, well, they were kind of doing like um, uh, like a flashback scene showing in that part. Oh, right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the prison the, scene. They, right. they started with just him that's and showed right. him dying. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they show that. And then they went to the prison thing. They show him, and uh, so immediately you see a different character, different spy right. character. You uh you see Paula Patton's character Gene Carter, um, and then you, of course you see Leah Sedil, the Sabine, the assassin. Right, right, right. So she kills Paula Patton's boyfriend or husband or whatever, and that sparks the motivation for her character mm-hmm. and her story arc, which I liked, even though I disliked Paula Patton throughout the entire movie. Yeah, she felt very out of place in this movie. I I mean I like her, and um, compared compared to the. Uh, the team he had in Mission Impossible 3, I was like, okay, she's not as bad as them. So but I, even I was still, okay like I said in Mission Impossible 3, uh, because I've alluded to how much I did not like her in this movie, Yeah, um, they could have kept... Um, Maggie Q. Yeah, Maggie Q, and had the exact same story arc. They could have. They could have. I mean, okay, they didn't, but whatever. Um, I was a little, with the Josh Holloway, I was, I was happy to see him, because I love that guy from Lost. I know he's a great actor. But... When he was on the screen, like, right off the bat, I was just like, oh, I hope I don't get that TV feel again with this. Yeah, right? and actually, I was it's like, funny oh, because... Oh, man, are we doing TV actors again? The like, more, uh, more I thought about it, when you mentioned the whole, like, J.J. Abrams TV feel with Mission Impossible 3, I remember thinking to myself, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, it actually did kind of feel like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. You know, which is a shame, like, that's his first big movie, but then again, it led to him doing Star Trek, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's it. Star Trek. And they went to Super 8. I love Super 8. You haven't seen Super 8? You haven't seen his Spielberg throwback movie. No, I haven't. Okay. That's the same reaction you gave me the first time I told you I haven't seen it. Really? I think what you did. We had this conversation before. You immediately delete it so that way you're like, you're so angry. You're so mad and then you're just like, I can't say mad. Delete. Delete. Or sorry. Delete. Um, um, so yeah, no, but... I like that because it was a different intro, because normally we see Ethan doing Ethan things. Yeah. You know, like either, like, his wife's getting killed in front of him, or he's rock climbing, you know, uh, or his whole team's getting killed mm-hmm. around him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it was a different little take, but then it leads into the Russian prison sequence, which was fucking awesome. That was so great. That's a really cool way so to great. reintroduce he's talking, he's talking to Benji on the camera. Just... Boom! And Ben's like, I'm not opening that door. And it's I'm just not opening the door. 
you know, and yeah. you're just like, okay, open the fucking door, yeah, you know, and uh, the whole sequence too, where like he's kind of fighting these guys, but he's just trying to get past them without causing too much of a ruckus, just mm-hmm. to get the Bogdan guy out of there, which uh, you don't realize at the time. It seems like a throwaway thing, but he serves a purpose later on. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <clears throat> and that's one of the things too that I gotta say, which is the step up. This I feel is the start of better written movies, mm-hmm. better plotted movies, better action movies, and better character movies. Yeah. I feel like everything from four beyond just keeps going like this. It keeps climbing. You know? It gets better and better and better. And it's consistent. It feels like an, an ongoing story because we yeah. jump ahead a little bit here, but we do get a tease of the syndicate at the end of this. That's right. They mention it. That's right. And that made me really happy. So basically, like I guess you could call this almost the Syndicate trilogy if you want. You could, yeah. Even though Actually, we're like obviously going to get a seventh with a continuing story, but I like that that story going through. Right, them all. and the, but it's really cool too because they don't necessarily have to do like Mission Impossible Seven doesn't have to be have anything to do with the Syndicate or the Apostles. Right, they can which sit, we'll sit get that to. We'll out. get to that. Yeah. But th- it could come back, or it could never happen. Yeah. You know, or it could be like a thirty second smash, like an Avengers all, Age of Ultron, where they're just <laughs> like. Yeah, they're out there, and then three minutes later, like, they're done. We saved the world. Mm-hmm. Sokovia hates us, but fuck them. Yeah. Um, throwaway movie. But the prison sequence is really, really cool. Yes. Um, and they do a good job of introducing, or, like, showing Luther. Right away, you see Luther. Not no, wait, hold on, sorry. No, no, no. No, Never no. Mind. No, they leave Luther I, for the end. I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting mixed up. That's right. They did Brandt. Brandt, that's right. Is that who we're going with, Jeremy Renner? Brandt. Uh, Alec Baldwin is introduced. No, Rogue Nation was Alec Baldwin. I'm so mixed up now. Because it's Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson. Yes, yes. He's the senator. That's right. And Brandt is his right hand man. Yeah. That's right. I apologize, Geek Pants. And and that's okay, though, because these movies are so just like in sync with each other. It's it's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because like, that's right. Um, This was the first one where they officially like. Shut it down. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. I, I have to shut down IMF. Yeah. this is it. You're all officially disavowed. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, and then he gets killed. He's like, you got to make it look good. Yeah, but then he gets killed, and then they go in that underwater sequence, and he like Ethan takes the flares. Yeah, with the dead the body. body out, and I love the branch. Just like, how did you know that was gonna work? How did you know? Like, like. Why would why would that work? How did you know? And he's just like they, they were just shooting. They needed yeah. a moving target. Yeah. And you get the feeling like he doesn't want to say I didn't really know that it was yeah. gonna work. I was just trying yeah. to, <laughs> you know. But I thought that was kind of interesting, and it felt like that was the first time that they started doing like a meta commentary on the Mission Impossible movies and spies as a whole without being like hammy about it, like exactly. pointing to the camera. Yes. Because. You know there's people in the audience that are going like, yeah, but why the fuck would that work? Why would strapping flares to a body underwater work? And it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm trying not to get shot, why would I have, like, flares around me? Yeah. Right? And then to have Ethan kind of be like, I didn't really know that was going to work. I was just, I just did it. You're no till you know? try. You know, and that's also the first real hint that uh, this massively confident character that is Ethan Hunt like, you see him being confident through the other movies. But this is the first where you just kind of see him almost trying things, and they just work. And he's just mm-hmm. like, just like they're going to work. It's just going to yeah. work, and that's that. Um, and introducing the Brant character, which I thought was really cool. Brant was great. 
Yeah. I mean, really he, great. He meshed with the guys great. And his story arc was actually really good, too. I like that. Yes. Uh, and they don't touch upon it right away, but they hint that he's not necessarily a, an analyst. Yes. That's right. Yes. Which I think is funny because it seems like anytime you're a spy, your cover is you're an analyst. <laughs> you know? But anyway, whatever. So he's an analyst with something else behind him. Yeah. Right? Wilkinson's being in, in and out was just kind of like the... It was, like, it was like all the other guys. Yeah, like, like you know, Lawrence Fishburne. He was the Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, all of those. But I, I also, I'm just a sucker for Nick Wilkinson. Like, I really like yeah. him as an actor. He is a great actor. He is so good. So that was a nice little treat. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing Simon Pegg as a field agent. Yeah, actually, the first time around... I thought it was kind of neat. One of the things I really liked, too, was how nothing really worked. Like, the actual gadgets didn't yeah. really work. Yeah. You know, and there, it leads to that great line where, like, uh, Ethan goes, nothing worked except for this team. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, that's sweet. That's sweet. But uh, story-wise, it is a better story than the previous three. Not much, though. Uh, Not, not much. I'm, I'm amazed, like... This is a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. They're all in the 90s, this trilogy. Yeah. So yeah, right yeah. off the bat, it shows you. Well, yeah. Well, I'm amazed by how many people think this is the best Mission Impossible. Still, even yeah, after Yeah, I Fallout. agree. Like, we keep talking about that, especially even, like, after Rogue Nation. Because, and, and admittedly, I wasn't the hugest fan of Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, I mean, of the three movies, it is my least favorite. Flatter, I will say this. Of the new trilogy? Yes. Yeah. Same it here, is my least here. favorite, but I do like it more than I did. Yeah, because of all these little things that they were doing, I, I like I, and maybe it's because I'm uh, far enough removed. Maybe it's because of Rogue Nation and stuff they did in Rogue Nation, and it continued on into Fallout. That I'm kind of like more receptive to it, mm-hmm. or at least I'm picking it up more now. But <clears throat> I like the fact that, uh, well, I like that the story is an actual like beginning, middle, and end story. Yes. You know, and each character has a uh, beginning, middle, and end, so to speak, except for Ethan. He doesn't really have that, but up until recently, he's never really needed it. Ethan's story in this, I like, I had no idea where it was going to go, because I because, was like, yeah, because he's, he's married, married at the end. And his wife's nowhere to be found. He's in prison. I'm like, what yeah. is going on And here? then they hint, and they hint, and yeah. then they and hint. And then finally, you get that little... And then you little... get Brant's story, where he's just like, I was on a security detail. Yeah. I was supposed to protect Julia. She's dead because of me. I didn't tell Ethan this. He doesn't know. And you're like, oh, fuck. Wow. The whole time I'm sitting through Paula Batman, I'm just like, ugh. So terrible. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that. Anyway. I can't... St- I I don't think I've ever seen her in anything where I thought she was good, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's one of those actresses where I'm like, okay. I, I don't dislike her. Okay. But I, I don't love her, either. I mean, she's just like... Okay. I almost feel like if you switch the roles, yeah, and Leah Sadu was Paula Patton's character. Okay, yeah. And Paula Patton was the unflinching Terminator assassin. That might have worked better. That might work better. Because I mean, Leah Sadu is actually a pretty good actress. Mm-hmm. She's really good. She's believable in her roles. Yeah. I mean, especially because she was uh, believable as assassin in uh, this movie. Mm-hmm. She was also believable as, for the most part, as the tough. Uh, smart chick inspector. Yep. A little bit weird with her uh, I hate you, I love you thing. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, the the team in this one was good as much as I don't like 
Paul Patton. She was still good enough. Yes, this was good enough in the team, and the, I actually was really surprised that she's the one that does not carry over mm. in Rogue Nation. Yeah, but I think she was a very one and done character, though. Like her, her arc was her done. arc was done. Like she wanted j justice for her. But I mean, if we're looking at uh, let's okay, let Ilsa for instance. If we look at Ilsa's storyline, yeah, sure, it took two movies to end it, but I mean. If she doesn't show up in the next movie, people are going to go, what the fuck? Yeah, Although realistically, Ilsa is fucking awesome. Hold on, though. But her story's done. Yes. You could argue the same that it's a one and done thing. You could. But she is fucking awesome. She is fucking I'll argue that. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we got Paula Patton instead of her, I'd be like, and knowing that we could have gotten that, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I know. Rewrite this movie right now. I know. I know. But, uh... -oh. uh um, what else did I have here? I love the Kremlin infiltration scene. That's a great scene. Even though uh, one of my complaints about Ghost Protocol is the tech is still a too, it's almost too far. It's a huge step in number three. They go super grounded in number three. Yeah. And then they go, well, hold on, we've got an iPad that I can link up to a projection screen that can now tie into whatever's being shown so we can actually move forward. And as long as I keep doing this water drop noise, which, admittedly, after the it's fourth funny. or fifth, it's, it's funny, but I'm still just like, how dumb is this guy that he's just like, water? I can't seem to find the water leak, but I'll keep looking for the water leak, you know? Um, but it was really cool to have, like, uh, almost like Ethan Hunt is, like, training Peg in the field to do the same things that he's doing. Right, right. You know, and he's wearing a mask, but it's not crazy outlandish mask. You can see that it's Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. but it's more or less just how he presents himself to get information as to uh, the motivation behind this current new bad guy. Yeah. Um, so, so even though, like, the tech was a little bit more like, okay, it's still a really cool scene, really suspenseful scene, and the, the, enough of the humor breaks it up, but you're still just kind of like, oh, shit, like, they can get caught at any time. I really like Ethan and Benji together, and this was I a nice, this was a nice little taste of, like, because he was, he was doing the field here, so it made sense that he was screwing up and, and trying to learn things. Yeah, but like, at no point in time is Ethan just like, yeah. what fuck's the matter? Well, he came close with the projector, though, because Benji stands up. He's... <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. that. I really like that because you see him really grow between this and Fallout. Oh yeah. 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 Um, uh, what do you got? Do you have anything on the Kremlin scene? Uh, the Kremlin scene? Uh, not a whole lot on the Kremlin scene. I mean, I I, I dug it. Um, I like the explosion. The explosion was cool. And then how like Ethan's caught, and then that cop uh, set her off. Yeah. So the they have that, that cat and mouse haunts him down type the whole thing. movie. Yeah. Like, I even just love the scene where he's at the edge of the building. Like, he's on the outside, and he's just like... And the cop just starts lighting the cigarette, like, well... And then uh, he sees the truck coming, he's like, alright, I'm gonna jump. He's just like, okay. And then he's like, well, shit, he did it. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> ah, damn it, I got... Ah, crap! I got away. Yeah, I love You that know, part. and that whole back and forth between them was kind of neat. Um... It, it added an extra bit of suspense to it. They didn't have to do this, but it added an extra bit of suspense. So, like, later on in the Dubai scene, so that whole sequence is crazy intense. The Dubai scene's amazing. It is absolutely like, amazing. as a whole. Like, I could look at, at Rogue Nation and follow and be like, I love all these stunts more. Yeah. But Dubai as a whole, like, that whole sequence is way bigger than anything that shows up in Fallout Rogue Nation. And it's pretty much mind-blowing the game to end. 
because you get the crazy climbing on the windows, you get the crazy shootout, you get the dust storm, you get the car chasing the dust it storm. Is like it's yeah, it's no. nonstop for like. And it is crazy. It is a great way to just smash an entire half an hour of yeah. that movie. Yeah. And like, as much as, like, again, I'm, I'm talking about like the glove tech, where I'm just like, uh, that's a bit much. Mm -hmm. It's still visually cool. Oh, super cool. It's incredibly suspenseful because you know that Tom Cruise is doing most of those stunts. Yeah. Outside of an actual building in Dubai. He's nuts. So the whole time you're like, well, obviously he didn't die because they're showing the movie, but you're still yeah. just like, Jesus. Look. I know. And then immediately that scene leads into the subterfuge scene where he's pretending to be someone else. Mm -hmm. She's uh, Patton's pretending to be someone else and they do that double buy. Yep. And then it leads to that dust storm chase scene, which is Awesome. Which is so cool. Like, even when he was climbing on the outside of the building, he turns around and like, Benji, what is that? And, exactly. And you just see it that's, rolling in. And that's I was probably just like, some of the best oh, foreshadowing I've ever oh. seen in a movie. Yeah. Because you're just like, holy shit. And then they do the whole, like, uh, double fake scene. Yeah. So you forget all about the sandstorm. Chase happens. Cop shows up. They get outside. Sandstorm. You're like, oh, fuck, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, this is crazy. And it looks cool. They got the scarves on and everything. And then you realize that young dude is wearing a mask. And yep. he's actually nameless Russian bad guy. Yeah. I can't even remember his name. I tried finding it before I got here and I couldn't do it. Yeah, nameless Russian bad guy. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. You know, John Wick, point. nameless Ru Russian yeah. mob boss. You know. Um, <clears throat> My Michael Michael Nyquist or Nyquist or. Okay. Um, he's the villain's name in this is Hendrix. Yes, that's right, Hendrix. That's right. A totally forgettable villain. Totally forgettable villain. And what was his purpose again? Uh, something to do with a bomb, I think. Yeah. Like to, nukes. Yeah, to get nukes. That's right. Nukes. And then uh, it's always um, about nukes. He's a great actor, though. He's it, a it really just, good it's just actor. A, a bad, like, it's just a one-dimensional, boring-ass villain. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, another thing that, okay, this part actually really bugged me, though, was later on in, uh, when Brant's now in the field. Okay. And they've got the little the robot, the, the toy car, so to speak, and it's yep. moving them up and down based on the magnets. Yes. I thought that whole sequence was so stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was funny. But it was like, like I complained about the level of tech. This one took me out of the movie. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, uh, yeah, but I mean, really, is these kind of gloves real? Okay, not really. Yeah. But the set, this so, so the scene was so crazy that it was like, okay, fuck it, I don't give a shit. But this one was just like, uh, mm -hmm. you couldn't have thought of anything else to get Brand to do. It had to be this weirdo fucking... Yeah, it was funny, but... Yeah. 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 Also... I was uh, actually reading an article on, I, I think, probably comic book resources. The top 20 stunts or stunt scenes or whatever in the Mission Impossible movies. They ranked that, like, number six. The gross. The Brand scene. That's gross. Yeah. That is absolutely gross. I know. I would have taken... I would have put... Uh, I would have put what's his face. Oh man, he was in the first one. Who didn't even get the credits? Oh, Emilio. Emilio's Emilio. death scene. <laughs> Emilio's face getting impaled by elevator. I would have put that before. Like, I would have put that. Didn't Prince. really happen. Really, have you seen Emilio since? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Emilio. That kid, that death scene was so bad. He could only do like Mighty Ducks movies, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Poor Emilio. Um. Uh. Yeah, so Dubai scene, amazing. Um, nice job by Brad Bird. 
Um, this was his first live action film. Yeah. Like really weird choice though. Like when they're like Brad Bird's in the new Mission Impossible, I was like, what? The guy that made Incredibles and the Iron Giant? Yeah, I remember like, thinking that too. I all right. I always forget that he did the Iron Giant, but this was around the time that Incredibles came out, and that was just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is a weird pick. But then again, you look at it; it's, it's an ensemble cast in in Invincible, you know. Yeah. So it's an ensemble cast in this one. The Brant revelation to Ethan about what had happened, and he's just like, "Really sorry," and she's like, eh, "It was just a cover." You're like, "Oh, oh!" And they're all just kind of sitting there hanging yeah. out, and then of course. Uh, you see Luther and you see Julia. Yeah, you see Julia. You see Julia. I was really happy when I saw Luther. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yes, if they're going to yeah. do the whole movie without him, I was going to be like. I know. I mean, I, later I understood, like, I'm like, well, his character being there would have made much sense. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have made much sense. And then, like, it ties into later on, like, in Follow, too. Mm. Like, the stuff about how he's teaching her how to hide and stuff. Yes. And you're just like, okay, all yeah. right. That works. Um, overall, yeah, like, a huge step up from, uh. The third movie, huge step up from the previous trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like I said, like, like you said, actually, the fact that they mentioned the syndicate at the very end. Yes. So they immediately tease it. And it's great because, again, they didn't have to go that route. Nope. You know? And then they did. And, uh... So for me, personally, the uh, Paula Patton, bad guy, uh, Hendrix. Yep. And... I mean, admittedly, we, we understand why Luther was kept till the end, but I still don't like it. Those are the three big things that I don't like about the movie. Those are the big ones. The tech being a little bit more outlandish is only jarring because the third was trying to keep as grounded as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the only out there tech was the... Uh, the brain chip. The thing. brain bombs and the fact that they were scanning the masks in the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. But uh, overall, I mean, the action was crazy. Absolutely crazy. The story, like I said, is, it made more sense. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say much else. I mean, no, I mean, I enjoyed, really I enjoyed the Hello Ghost Protocol. I, part I mean, of me doesn't want to say like it's a, a 93%, but I can't see any reason why it's not 93%. I, I put I it at 93. The best I would put trilogy. Rogue Nation at a 94. Yeah, I would probably be at a 94, 95. Because it's also a 93. I'd put it in 94, 95, yeah. 96. Yeah. Because there isn't anything in the Rogue Nation that I don't like. Same. Same. Um, Do you have anything else to say about Ghost I'm, Protocol? I'm done with Ghost Protocol. I want to dive into the Rogue Nation. I like that. Yeah? Because of the water scene. Yeah. yeah. All right. You only wrote notes for uh, Ghost Protocol? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's the one I watched least. <laughs> <laughs> Which is telling you so much. The notes from the other two are in here. Because literally, Follow came out on Thursday. Yeah, and you've already seen it more. I've already seen it more than <laughs> I've watched Ghost Protocol. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. We got two more Mission Impossibles, and I'm feeling the swass. Hold on. Nope. No, you're still good. You're doing good. You're still good. Grace holding up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Yeah. I just want to say that finally this film gives us the perfect IMF team. Yeah. Okay. Finally. Like, I'm going to say this, though. Um, So the opening sequence for Ghost Protocol Mm -hmm. was different. Different. And cool. Yeah. The opening sequence for this one, different. Awesome. Awesome. Very Bond-esque. Yeah. 
very Bond. This is what that opening sequence really doesn't have much to do with the rest of the movie. But this year, this that that year that that movie came out, it was Spectre, it was Jason Bond, uh, Jason Bourne, and it was Rogue Nations. Right. Okay. And at the time of the three, I would have said Bourne will be the best. Bond will be the second. Rogue Nations will still be really good because yeah. the trailers looked amazing. Yes, it'll still be really good, but that'll be the order. Yeah, and that's mainly because I'm also like I've always been more of a Bourne than a Bond guy, even though Daniel Craig's Bond is more Bourne than ever. But yeah. still, um, and also I feel like the best Bond. Mm -hmm. I feel like hands down, Daniel Craig is the best Bond, even Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> We'll um, get to those guys too. Yeah, we'll we we'll, we'll do the Daniel we Craig run. But who, like, even I don't even think you would have guessed that out of the three, like, out, like, be, and be honest, of the three, which one did you think was going to be the best out of all three? Spectre. Yeah. Okay. But I was expecting Born to be the worst. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah, that's right. You and were. it was. You were. It was. It was. It was. Spectre a really good run for its money. I was really excited. You know, Paul Greengrass coming back, Matt Damon coming back. First trailer, I was just like, I'm feeling nothing from this. Well, the, I the felt, one I felt trailer, trailer where they did like the one punch the trailer. bulldozing through Las Vegas and everything, I was just like, uh... It's I, one, it was one of those situations where Bond was affected by Bourne. Jason Bourne's return came out much, like, what, three... Four Daniel Craig movies, that was being yeah. affected by Bond. Yeah, and that's the irony. And that was the problem. That was the irony, and also I, as much as I hate to say this, because it, I felt like uh, Matt Damon and Greengrass really understood the character of Bourne and what the Bourne movies really needed. They kind of went in there and said, "Okay, well, we need this." We, they had a checklist, so to speak. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. Uh, and then they're like, "Well, what about anything else?" They're like, "We have all this." Yeah. And we're back, so... The major problem was they decided to not work off a book and do it original. Well, not even that. They they had... It was, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't mend fences with... Uh, uh, was it... Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy. They didn't mend fences with no. him to get like an actual coherent script right. out of it. And we talked about this in our Born Camcast. Well, so we won't go... Is yeah, that... Is that side, side Gilroy tried to embark Born without them... Didn't work. Yeah. They tried doing Born without him. Didn't work. Exactly. Exactly. They might so, hate each other, but they needed each so other. So for me personally, I thought that Rogue Nations was going to be the, the least. Yep. I thought Born was, was going to be the best. Lo and behold, Rogue Nations. Reverse orders. Was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like, Spectre had the benefit of just not having too much bad shit in there. There's bad shit in there. We will go through Daniel Craig's James Bond movies. We will. But anyway, so Rogue Nations opens with the <laughs> entertaining sequence. We get Luther back in the man in the chair. We get Benji in the field, hidden. And this is now you get the best introduction for Ethan Hunt ever. Yeah, that, that ginormous plane stunt. Full on. Blown on its friggin'. Just the first introduction. Runs in. Hero yeah. pose. Yeah. Runs to the train. I'll figure it out. Gets on the side of a fucking train and in one clear shot. Plane. On the side of the plane. Plane. You said train. I said train? Yeah. Automobile? Automobile. Planes, trains? He does them all. Automobiles. Hasn't done a spaceship yet. Waiting for a moonraker. I thought you were going to go space balls and have the John Candy leg. Oh. Because of plane, trains, and 
fast, 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 fast. And it fucked it up again. But that's okay, because he can't read minds. No. So. And you're a better comedian than I am. I don't know if I'm a comedian. I just say funny things. Anyway, but that whole yes, he runs in. Yeah, hero pose runs straight to the right. plane. Love and the then hero pose. Grabs onto it, and in a continuous shot, you see it leave the ground. Yeah, and again, you're just like, this guy's fucking crazy. Not like Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt, the character, fucking crazy. Yeah, and I love that you do get his motivations at some point. But Tom Cruise is fucking crazy. He is nuts. He's fifty three in this movie. Yeah. He's hanging on. His feet are slowly starting to blow upwards. Yeah. Now, uh, there's harnesses <laughs> that we don't see. Oh, obviously. There's harnesses that we don't see. But I don't give a shit because you see his feet start to dangle. You see the plane take off. Yeah. You literally go, if he lets go, I don't care how good that harness is. Yeah. If he lets go. It's going to hurt. He's probably dead. Yeah. And the whole sequence to get into the... Like, this sequence, I'll admit, largely benefits the movie very little. Yeah. Okay. It was. Like, it's a cool little sequence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those like it's almost like the rock climbing scene in Mission Impossible Two, where you're just like, why was it there? Mm. Just to show the kind of craziness that Ethan Hunt is into. That's it. But it doesn't really serve much of a plot point to the story. There's no. a minor mention of a uh, uh, syndicate aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it felt very Bond-esque to me because they always do that for the Bond title sequence, like yeah. his little side thing. Yeah. Do, 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 like. Well, no, Skyfall's opening intro was directly tied to the movie. That was. Yeah. But for the most part, all Bonds have usually... And Spectre, their opening the... sequence was tied to the, the mm. main crux of the movie. But I guess, like, we'll say before, before, before yeah. the Craig movies. Yeah. Because... And I, I love that. I mean... Yeah. This was a great opening sequence. It's a great opening like, sequence. Right off the bat. It's an like, amazing throwaway scene. I was like, smiling because, again, I love the, the chemistry between Ethan and Benji so much in Ghost Protocol. Yeah. And immediately you see it here again where Benji's it like, feels run, right. door, run yeah, door. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? And, but that's the other thing, too. Like, they open the, the, the wrong door and so it forces him to go into the, yeah. the wrong door. Yeah. And the guard is literally like... like Nobody freaks out. That's what I think is funny about the guards. They're not yeah. just... Hey, so the hangar door opened for no reason. They're just like... Um, I don't know what to tell you. check it out. I'll go check it out. Yeah, it's open. Yeah. There's a dude here. He's waving at me. He's taking our shit. <laughs> I'm just going to go pretend I got knocked out. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Uh, it's so funny, but... The, the hangar opens, and then the right door opens, and Ethan blows in and almost goes right out again. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, but then it leads into one of my favorite parts of the movie, where he goes to the record store, mm -hmm. you know, and then goes into the special room, and it's that whole, your mission if you choose to accept it. Oh, joke's on you. It's the syndicate, bitch. Yeah. We're going to fuck you up. And yeah. then they throw the glass up, and then... Solomon Lane kills yeah. her right in front of him. Yeah. And then gasses him. And I was just like, because, like, that's a crazy way to subvert expectations. You're immediately going, okay, what's the mission? Oh, shit. The mission is the syndicate is going to destroy the IMF and fuck you up, Ethan. Mm -hmm. It's not anyone else. It's your dad. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit. <sighs> and I mean, even the similarities to Spectre is hilarious, where you have this. Secret rogue organization. Yep, exactly. Yeah, 
And I remember that was one of the things I said when we watched, uh, we were both finally watched, and I thought, like, man, it's crazy how the plot points are so similar. And Rogue Nations just nailed it, you know? But yeah, so right away, so then, you know, um, Hunt's taken prisoner mm -hmm. with the, the Bone Doctor. Yep, the Bone Doctor. <laughs> just these Russian bad, like, all of these guys are just former agents from various different things that have uh, died in the field, so to speak. But that's the cover for them to be part of the syndicate mm -hmm. to basically just destabilize IMF and then do their own thing, be their own IMF. Yeah, Which exactly. is a crazy thought that these extremists, I don't want to say terrorists per se, especially because of what Lane says later on. Yeah. All of it, you know, uh, massive spoiler, they don't kill Lane. <laughs> I love that too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But even, okay, but like, uh, but so that sequence is really cool. And then the introduction to Il Il Ilsa. Ilsa is awesome. Like right away. Like right away, I, I mean, I, that sequence was great, but I didn't know where it was going to go. Like, I didn't know, like, okay, she's going to come back and she's going to be this huge character in the movie. No, no, no. And it's going to no, go no, in the fallout. No, and no, like, no, no. You don't know any of that shit. Yeah. But even just, like, having Ethan there, shirtless, ready to, like, okay, well, how am I going to get out of this? And then mm -hmm. she just kind of, like, tips him off. Right away, he gives her that sly look. And you're like, okay, all right. And then that awesome fight scene. Where they take out all those guys, and she started to do that Black Widow-esque flipping and, like, throat choke thing, yeah. grappling, crazy capoeira. I don't even know. I love your fighting. But um, it, what I loved is that it made sense for her character to do all these crazy moves, because now it's like, it doesn't matter how big and strong that guy is, it's just, she's using her body weight, his body weight, and everything. And she takes a beating. Oh, yeah. It keeps coming back. Yeah. Like, crazy good. Ilsa Foss is amazing. Yeah, Ilsa Foss is probably one of the best characters that uh, has been created. Easily. Like, right up there with Ethan Hunt. Where you're Easily. Just like, now I can't picture, picture a Mission Impossible movie without her. I know. That's like that's bad. We talk about how the, the team now is officially complete, even though she's not part she's of She's not the team. 100. Of, yeah, she's not part of it. You know. She's MI6. That's right. She's MI6. Right. So. And she's got her own story. Yeah. But the whole point is to get Lane. That's essentially it. Exactly. Lane, and they're both on the same page get in Lane, that aspect. Shut down the syndicate, even though the syndicate doesn't exist. And Alf Baldwin is screaming his face off that IMF is a bunch of mm -hmm. mask wearing goons and all this bullshit about how they're getting full autonomy is crazy. And yep. Rand is just like, I can neither confirm or deny. Yeah, I, the actions, I love that. I love that. IMF. And then it's just like, well, this happened, well, this happened, uh, but I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> I'm just like, yes! I know. Yes! I love that. You know, and, like, everyone's so good in this movie. Um, and the story, like, just, even the fact that, like, Ethan goes, like, completely off the grid for yeah. six months. Yeah. You know? To yeah, try that was really cool. Yeah. That, that whole, like, like... he takes off and then, like... Where'd they go? Thailand or something? Or, uh, the Philippines? They yeah. thought he was in the Philippines? That's like, true. he was, like, in France? <laughs> bearded up and everything. All bearded up. Yeah. Just, uh, just doing push-ups and... Yeah pull-ups and mm -hmm. tracking down Lane and the syndicate and like that was uh, like a jarring switch because you know it's usually like and I said in the previous ones I love how the team is just like oh you're doing this we're in mm -hmm. but I love how like like Benji's off working some bullshit job yeah he's back in the office you know but he's helping Ethan on the slide but he's got to do the like he's got to pass all the lie detector tests yeah you know 
And then the, it's a trip to the opera. Yeah, goes to Vienna. That's thinks right, he's going Vienna. to an opera. He's not going he's to an not opera. Going to the opera. <laughs> you know, and then we have that awesome scene where, you know, similar to Quantum Solace, where Bond is running around behind the stage of the opera. Yep. You know, but done so much better again. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was. There's almost no sound effects. It's just the the opera, and you see Ethan taking out some guys. Then you see Ilsa mm -hmm. looking stunning in that yellow dress, taking out like, and it looks like she's gonna kill one guy, yep. and then he like Ethan stops, like takes the guy out, doesn't kill him, and then takes the other guy out, like all these other syndicate guys, and then rescues her, and they escape together. Mm -hmm. And he's and what I love about this too is that like Ethan. Knows she's MI6, knows she's deep undercover, knows that there's things that she has to do to stay alive. Yeah. But trusts her. He immediately trusts her. Yeah. And so he's willing to let her go off and do the same things and also be there to help her. Um, and another thing, too, is uh, I, I like how you can see that he's slowly starting to get away from being the lone wolf. Yes. You know? Yes. Because the previous four movies, yes, he's had a team, but he's always trying to do this by himself. We find out why mm -hmm. in Fallout, why he, just, he tries to do that, but eventually he starts to trust that the team will be there to catch him when he falls and vice versa. And I love that we start seeing those, those elements there. But I also yeah. love how we start seeing how the rest of the team is starting to look at Ethan like, you're fucking crazy. I know. Like, you're nuts. So great. Um, like, cause like the Vienna thing, we, it leads right into this like buddy cop movie thing with Ethan and Benji. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's action packed. It's, it's great. It's hilarious. It's so good. The car chase is just like, buckle up. And Benji's just like, ah, like just screaming. You skipped ahead on a vital itch. Oh, vital I, I did. I did. That because, and the, and that's one of the reasons why you start to see Benji looking at him like he's crazy because they do the underwater. They do the underwater. The thing. under, the underwater's, uh, Information swap. Yes. Which. Amazing scene. Beautifully shot. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And also another movie where Ethan dies again. Yes. He dies in number three. He dies in, in this movie. Which is great because it's showing like this guy is not invincible. Exactly. He could die at any moment. You know, like he was invincible in Ghost Protocol. Yeah. You never got the sense he was never going to make it. Rogue Nations literally doesn't make it, you know, and. Ilsa has to save him. I keep trying to say Isla, like Isla Sorna, every single time. I said that a bunch of times in the theater, and I remember just being like, Isla Newbor, Isla Sorna, Isla Foss, Third Island. But anyway, so so she saves him in the underwaters. And the underwater sequence is amazing. There's, like, even just the thought process behind it. It's beautiful. They're going to drop down. That, that, that's very, like, I, when I watched this in the theater in 3D, like, when he looks over and you see just that hole with all the water pouring into it, like, in 3D on a big screen, I was just like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. No. I, How the fuck do you jump into but that? But that's another Willingly. thing, too, that I love about this movie, where you actually have him literally be like, all right, so all I gotta do is I gotta yeah. drop down, hold my breath for how long? <laughs> Three what minutes. What was it? It was like it went from a minute and a half to two minutes to three minutes. Yeah, it was like, well, it's a minute and a half, but because you're going to be working against it, you're yeah. going to be working harder. So it's actually for three minutes. And he's like, okay, so for three minutes. Yeah, you could do that. You're Ethan. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, all, all right, right yeah. it dives in, and I like that that you get the sense that yeah, he's incredibly confident, incredibly capable. He still 
He doesn't want to do this. No. He does it because he has to. Yeah. He realizes that he has to, but he, he would rather not. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is, um, like, and this is similar to Bourne in that, like, he's a spy, but he doesn't want you to know he's a spy. He doesn't really want to engage anybody. He doesn't want anyone to get hurt. It's not like Bond where they're like, okay, you're a spy. Nobody needs to know who you are. And he shows up and he goes, hey, my name's Bond. James Bond. And they're like, your cover was a totally different name. <laughs> now they know it's you. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't okay, matter. that's I'm fine. A spy. Don't worry I'm a spy. about it. Where's my martinis? Places Come on, bring on the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> one of the things. Bitches. Yeah, I wish you'd say that. Like That'd be great. <laughs> I want to see that just like a behind the scenes. Bring on the bitches. <laughs> but, but like that's one of the things, that I, and I love the Bond movies, but I always hate that it's like, out of all the spies, you're terrible. Mm -hmm. Like realistically, they'd be like, hey, that guy just said he's James Bond. Check this out. I just killed James Bond. This is fucking crazy. This is awesome. I gotta get some money for this shit. He's totally dead. <laughs> oh, woo! You know, and then Ethan, like, kills that guy because yeah. he's hiding in the shadows. But anyway, so, um, but I like that he's just kind of like, I'll do it. That's fine, you know. Yeah. But she saves him, which is also really cool. Yeah, because she's watching the clock and she's just like, Ethan. But even in that initial scene where uh, she's training herself in the pool. Yeah. Because she's going to do the jump. Yeah. She doesn't do it. But she does it to save him. And I was like, oh, man, it's so cool. Yeah, right there, when you saw her jump in the safe him, you knew there was, like, possible. Yep. But then at the same time, I was like, it's married. Right. Right? Exactly. We'll get to that. Which Follow. I like that they never really do that either. Yeah. Like, they, they, it's a they, mutual it's just, respect. Yes. You feel a connection. Mm -hmm. You feel the chemistry. Mm -hmm. But I like that it's still at arm's length because he's married. Yeah. You know? Um... But then, so they, so he's dead. They bring him back to life, and now Ethan's all fucked. <laughs> that was so funny. You know, That's so funny. He's like, he's looped. Down and... He's looped out yeah. because you know he held his breath for five minutes, died, was brought back to life. Uh, Ilsa <laughs> takes the the information that they actually had to steal. Yep. So she takes it, and now Benji is getting in the car with Ethan, who just. Came back from the dead. Who's like, no, 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 I'll drive. And that's where Benji's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you actually get a scene where he's just like. Yeah. Yeah, no. And now they're that doing so that much. awesome driving. It's totally like a buddy cop movie that season. And she's on a motorcycle. Yeah. And then Ethan's chasing her in the car. And what? then later the motorcycle scene. And I love how uh, Macquarie does these scenes where it starts off here. Yeah. Then goes here. Then goes here, and it almost just kind of just does this thing, and then closes right back up. Because mm -hmm. if you really think about it, the whole sequence starts at the underwater uh, safe, and ends with uh, her getting away. Yeah, it's a really big, long sequence. You know, it's, it's just kinda, as big, it's huge you're as right, the Dubai Right, scene. it is a nonstop like you know, adrenaline there's ride. just that little bit of like they bring him back to life and then right after that it's just like boom, boom. here we go bottleneck bottleneck open up and yep. then right back into the bottleneck yep. and then he's just like she's gone yeah and then you get to see where her motivations are because, but before that oh we get brand uh going and getting luther yes to help him find that's Eva. right i love that too he's and just I like i love luther's like i don't know you don't fuck with my friend's attitude yeah. Like, I will mess you up. Yeah, I love you that too. fuck with Ethan, I will mess you up. And he's just like, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And he's like, 
He's like, I'm not going to look for him, uh, him it was Solomon. I'm going to look for her because there's more detail in the drawing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. How's long, how long is this going to take? Found her. Like, done. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Yeah. But I was, and I, then they're I, gone. I, I, you're right. And I love that scene too because he's like, I will fuck you up. And, yeah. and Brad's just like, understood. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then I love that scene where he's just like, that drawing's better. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. It shows that, like, Luther really knows evil. Oh, yeah. Like, he's really good. And that's another thing, too, that I like that ties into Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Where in that initial car scene before Wilkinson gets killed, he just does this. He goes, I'm looking for that guy. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you barely saw that guy. Yeah. You drew it on your hand. Yeah. You know? So, and again, like, I feel like in the first three movies, Ethan is just your stereotypical action spot. Okay. Yep. Okay. Just like every other action spy, he's incredibly smart, he's incredibly physically gifted, and he's incredibly capable, okay? So he's interchangeable with Bond or Bourne, mm -hmm. okay? In Ghost Protocol, and in Rogue Nation, and then ultimately Follow, now you get that this guy is completely different from any of them. Yeah. He is his own thing, so now I can honestly say, like, right now, he's my favorite spy, you yeah. know? Like, he's my favorite spy right now, especially because of Jason Bourne. Oh. Man, that's really crazy. sour. It's like I Fuck. almost wish they didn't come back. Now I do. Now I wish they didn't come yeah, back. Yeah, because you had a perfect trilogy and you you put a sour note on the end of it. Now plug Jeremy Renner into that movie, and that might have been a better movie. Yeah, we talked about that. Like, <laughs> no, just have him be the Bourne. Character. Oh, just be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. have his storyline be similar. Bourne is done. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, I can believe, is like Air doing Cross. fucking fight clubs yeah. right in the middle of uh, yeah, exactly. Bourne was. But anyway, so yeah, uh, so yeah, so she gets away, and then yeah, you're we get the Luther scene, which is amazing, which is great, and then and then they catch up to uh, Ethan and Benji during the, the whole yeah, chase. Yeah, exactly, and that, that was. Really and then Raz like just gotta get the four by four, just gotta get the four by four, and they're like doing like this I also fucking love six it where she's turn. like, oh, hey Ethan, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. And, you know, and I mean, like, little bits of humor like that breaks it up, but it's, again, at no point in time are you going, like, they're winking at the camera going, huh? Yeah. Uh huh? You know, but there is that meta commentary. Like, now it's like, as, again, as action movies as a whole, where the lead guy is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. You have to be kind of fucking crazy to literally be like, okay, so the whole world is on these shoulders, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to save the fucking world, right? And I don't care how many times he goes, like, well, I guess I'm going to do it. It's mm -hmm. still nuts. <laughs> you know? I know. But uh, getting into, uh, sorry, uh, now you get the so, MI6 handler. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you get that whole thing, and immediately you're just like, you're a fucking slime ball. Yeah. You look at him and you're like, you're a slime ball. Oh, yeah. You feel it right totally, away. Total slime. You know? Um, and even just, uh, that immediately leads into <laughs> kidnapping the president. Uh, the prime minister. The prime minister. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get the codes, or to release the codes to figure out exactly every like to get the information that they originally tried to steal on the syndicate to figure out exactly what the fuck they're trying to do, um, and even just the fact that like the prime minister goes, wait a minute, that uh, training session that we did, like that only thing that we we're trying to do that yeah you mentioned to me and i turned you down right away like i literally was like that's insane yeah what the fuck that syndicate that syndicate is just kind of like 
whoa. And the cool part about that is like you could see something like that happening in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think another reason why the Thor movies work so well, the original three. Yeah. Because you're just like you could see this really happen oh, yeah, in real sure. life. You know. <clears throat> what else do we got here? Um, yeah, so we get I love Alec Baldwin's like facial expressions during that whole scene. Yeah. Where where he's just like listening and then just like holy fuck what's happening yeah to like it's just like this the stun look and then he starts to actually start to piece it the other way ethan is and then he's just like oh i also love the like part maybe where this guy is not full of shit yeah maybe ethan is right legit on to something yeah. but i also love when he goes like uh he's the living embodiment of uh destiny was that the one destiny yeah living yeah. embodiment of destiny you're just like this is mythical yeah. They've already, like, hit a mythical tone with Ethan. Yeah. So you get the sense, like, you know, like, when James Bond shows up, and people are like, James Bond, holy shit. Mm. I feel like if someone found out that Ethan Hunt was on the trail, they'd kind of be like, I don't know, should we just call it in? Yeah. Could, could we just quit? <laughs> yeah. Cause Let's go home and live. I heard somebody say he was the living embodiment of destiny. I don't know what the fuck that means, yeah. but I don't want to test that. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm over here. Just, look, I'm over here. Catch me. <laughs> I'm you know? done. Please don't yeah. hurt me. Um, so let's go into uh, Sean Harris as Solomon Lane. A Amazing. Bit. I loved his character. He is so unbelievably creepy and just like this pure oh, evil, like the sense yeah. of pure evil. I get evil. no good vibes from him. No. There's nothing like where you could kind of see maybe his motivations. You're just like, you are. He's like one of those guys that just wants to watch the world burn. I know. And the voice, though. Like, oh. like just like... Yeah. It's, just like, it's really creepy. Like This sort of whisper, like, British like, Almost accent. like a Marlon Brando type of... Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, it, was, it was just... It's hard to duplicate. Yeah. But, like... But perfectly oh, creepy. so good. So good. Because I, I talked about... crazy cunning, too. So cunning. Like, I love when he straps Benji up with the bomb, has the Google Glass on there, and he's yeah. talking through him. And he's just like, I'm going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Give me what I want, you know? And then, uh, oh, skipped over there. Okay, well, uh, we'll talk more about Lane, but I want there's a couple things that I missed that I thought were awesome. But Okay, we'll talk back into it. Oh, okay. Because we'll um, get into Solomon by the end again. Well, so. Yeah, exactly. So immediately when Ethan does get the information, mm-hmm. what does he do? He looks at the screen, destroys it. Yes. Yes. Destroys it. Remembered all those numbers. And then literally, because once he finds out that it's bank accounts to fund the syndicate, that's the whole purpose of this, was the money, you know, and then uh, and then they have the scene where they're sitting down, and you got Ilsa there, Benji's there, and he's just like, and this is like, right away, this is where I go, this is where Ethan realizes that he can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. This is it right Exactly. This is the exact moment where he goes, okay, the team that I have, like, I mean, Technically, he's never really doing it alone because he's always had Luther. Yeah. And at some point, like, once he gets Benji, he's Benji never leaves his side. Yeah. You know? But this is where he kind of goes, yeah, but I need to do this with these people. You know? And, uh, but I love the scene where, where Solomon is just like, I want it. And he goes, okay, well, then I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. I have everything. Yeah. Or do you want to take the chance I that I didn't remember, you know, every yeah. single bank account? And then he's just like, yeah, whatever. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's fifty million dollars right there. Yeah, and he's just like puts it in. Shit. <laughs> well, fuck! I can't take this chance now. And yeah. then there's that awesome story. He's just like, okay, kill her, but don't kill him. 
and they do that awesome scene where now he's stepping in front of her, she's shooting over him, they go back around. Exactly. And then they branch off again and have these two quietly awesome scenes where he's trailing Solomon. Yeah. And then eventually getting trailed by Solomon. And she's against the Bone Doctor. And she's against the Bone Doctor. And that fight scene is awesome. A knife fight. A knife fight. Yeah. And then, like, I, I love it where it ends up where she's up top and then just... I know. Right down. Oh, man. She Guts is so awesome. Oh. And then they get Lane and they capture Lane. They don't kill him. They capture him. And the, the glass same way box that he got caught so in the beginning. Amazing. And I was just like, like, normally I would go, especially when you build up Lane like that, you go, yeah. man, they should have had a fight scene. But the way he, like, he beats him with his brains. Yes. With his team. And it's awesome. And then you're just like, oh, fuck. Wow. And then they have that awesome scene at the end between him and Ilsa. And they just share a hug. Mm -hmm. They just yes. share a hug. That was great. There's no she bullshit like, kiss or anything. She said, well, come with me. Let's get out together. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. The glass box was great. Solomon's just freaking out, just like, and just that look on his face. Like he's just punching, kicking. Yeah. He's just, yeah. and he is enraged. And then once he finally passes out, Ethan just kicks the box over, just a boom. No, just the or the push, the push, does yeah, the push just, onto it, and just, just like get him out of get there. Shit pile like, out of here. Oh man, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and then you get that awesome upgrade for Alec Baldwin, where now he's the senator, uh, secretary, secretary. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yeah, perfect. And Perfect. it was great. And they're just now like, we saw what the IMF is. They're just, just like, like, okay, so earlier when you were saying that everything about these guys is horrible and they should never be allowed, yeah, it was deep cover because of the nature of the syndicate and all yeah. this stuff. Okay, so then you would, well, the nature, I can't confirm or deny. Yeah. No. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So great. Loved it so much. Oh, man. In fact, like the chemistry is so great with everyone in this movie that when we get to follow, because I'm done with Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I said Philip Seymour Hoffman was my favorite villain in the series. I take it back now because, like, when I watched, you I watched it Rogue Nation and watch Fallout, and, and especially now after watching Fallout back to back, like Solomon Lane, like Sean Harris's performance as that character for a guy that didn't want to do a franchise sequel. I mean, like, if a coin has two sides, Ethan is one, Solomon yes. is the other. Like, they are perfect, hundred percent, perfect, hundred percent. Because yeah, who else is going to lead the evil IMF? Yeah. I want to be Solomon. Lane. Yeah, and actually, like I, I wrote like the syndicate's amazing. Yes, the idea of the syndicate is amazing. It's, so it's crazy. an anti IMF. Yeah, it is like like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the X Men. Exactly. Like, like exactly. It's like what Spectre should have been in Spectre. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Oh uh, man. I I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm good. This this okay. on the fall. Rogue Nations. Fucking awesome. Rogue Nation is so good. So good. A Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm really excited. You know what I really enjoyed? We watched Fallout together. Huh. We haven't watched the movie together like like just and two it. of us in a long time. Right? And like it. the two of us, right? Yeah. I enjoyed just like chilling out after and talking about it. Because yep. we haven't done that in a long time. I was like, that brought me back to our Dark Knight days driving around. Exactly. And, and talking just driving around. around. Yeah. The only difference was I was chauffeuring you Yeah, around. well, I guess. Good you stuff. know, but like... Immediately with the trailers for Fallout, I knew that I was going to like this movie. Yeah. Okay? And of course, like, I read up and I knew that McQuarrie was back. And, and uh, you know, you got a 56-year-old Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things. And just once you watch the initial couple trailers, you're just like, shit. And even, like, with that, uh, oh, fuck, Addiction Song by Imagine Dragons. Mm. That was a great way to bring that, you in. That played during the trailer. Was that nice? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a great way. Like, or down with the victim. That's yeah. Right. I enjoyed I mean, it during the trailers, so I'm yeah. glad it didn't appear during the movie. Yeah, yeah, but like, I was really expecting it during the credits. So was I. So was I. And it didn't like, happen. It, man, like, okay. So recently, I watched the Venom trailer. The new one that came out today. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and the Venom trailer is indicative of my problem with a lot of trailers, where they show too much of this movie. Yes. Okay. Way too. Much. They spoiled a big boss battle that you knew was going to happen, but you didn't need to visually see it. Yeah. Okay? So, having said that, largely the trailer was good, but there was just too much of it. I, I'm excited to watch it. I like the idea of it now. Better. It won't be as good as Fallout. I'm excited no, to watch it. But Fallout's trailers were so good because they showed you quite a bit of the movie. But the way the movie moved, you actually forgot... <laughs> About stuff until they showed you it, and then you went, "Oh yeah, that's right, that was in the trailer." Yeah. That's so crazy. That's awesome. And this movie is two and a half hours. It's long. It. It's it's got to be the longest Mission Impossible. It's the longest Mission Impossible. It's one of the longer action movies out there. Uh, like Spectre was two and a half hours. This movie did not feel like two and a half hours at all. At all. This was literally like unrelenting for the most part. Just always like this, then a little bit of this, and then right back up, mm -hmm. and then right back. I, but at the same time, I never felt exhausted. I didn't feel exhausted. I felt almost out of breath at times, but the, like the amount of like, like the adrenaline in it, it like is, what was happening on screen, like that kind of exhausted. There's a whole bunch of like, holy fuck. And then when yeah. you're like, just as you're done saying, holy fuck, you're like, there's more? Holy fuck. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, you get a taste of it right at the beginning with the, uh, well, actually, it's kind of funny because, like, the initial opening is weird because you have that dream sequence where... You have the dream sequence. Wayne is, getting, is marrying them, and he's just like, do you uh, take her to have it to hold and to wreck her life and yeah. make her hide and... You know, change right, names. Right away they're showing you, like, Julia is in this. Yeah. And then uh, then you have the scene where, like, Ethan's sleeping in a bunker by himself. And you're just like, fuck. Wakes up, does the whole Mission Impossible, like, your mission if you choose to accept it. Where they now talk about how the splinter cell from Syndicate is the Apostles. Mm -hmm. And their whole thing is to get these uh, three nuclear warheads because you can't have peace without a great suffering. Exactly. Which is a great line. It's absolutely great line, and they talk about this John Lark, who is the spearhead of it, and you're just like, Jesus, fuck, you gotta find this doctor, mm -hmm. because you need the specs on how to stop it, so that way we can save the world. You know? <clears throat> That's the opening. And it was crazy, too, because I almost thought a nuke went off at first. That part was nuts. I was like... Holy shit, that's why this movie's called Fallout? And I love that. Because there's a fucking nuke Because in immediately you're just like, he didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't do it. He didn't save the world. And then you start to go, oh, hold on. Then I started to piece it. It, it went like... Because I'll tell you right now, I did the same thing. I was yeah. just like, oh, jeez, he didn't do it. You know? And then when they wake the doctor up and they start to grill him, then I'm like, okay. All right. I got this. Now I understand mm -hmm. And it was just a fake out to get the information. I even love the reaction where he's just like, oh, you're reading it out of the air. Yeah. Like, not once going like, this can't be fucking happening. He's just like, okay, there yeah. you go. There's everything you need. Yeah. And then Benji's out in his wolf blitzer mask and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, told you he'd do it. 
pay up. <laughs> this is great. You know? Um, and then again, like, I liked how they used uh, the CIA with Angela Bassett, who I don't think is age. We talk about Tom Cruise never aging. I think she's older than him. She never ages. And she, Jesus Christ, like. Hair, hair, hairstyle changes. Nothing else. You know, like, we just saw our Black Panther. Yeah. Um, which, okay, but that's not too far removed. But I don't remember the last time I saw her, but I don't remember going, woof, she's old. She mm. does not look old in this. So you get introduced to her in the CIA. You get introduced to the, the dumb, admittedly dumb name, August Walker for Henry Cavill. Mm. Mm. I like that they never refer to him as August ever again. Yeah, it's just Walker. It's just Walker. Yeah. Okay? And, the, and she says, you know, you're a scalpel. He's a hammer. You know, <clears throat> but I like how they use that to, and they they never jokingly say it's just a bunch of old men dressing up in masks playing Halloween. But that's a recurring theme, yep. and it's a derision theme. It, they're just like, ugh, wearing masks and hiding and shit, right? But again, it's like I said in, in Rogue Nation, it plays up to Ethan being the guy that doesn't want to be out in the forefront. Yeah, he wants to get in and get out as quickly as possible and maximize or minimize the amount of damage, deaths, and everything, and just Innocent people being killed, you know? He'll kill bad guys if he has to, but he won't. If he has to, yeah, but... But if he doesn't... If he can get in and out without anybody seeing him, he'll do it, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh... But immediately... So I like how... Again, that's a commentary on Mission Impossible. Yep. The spy movies as a whole. Tom Cruise, you know, as a nutcase. Um, but I also like how immediately they show you the differences between Walker and Ethan Hunt. <clears throat> yeah, because they go like right into the plane together. We're, they go right we're into doing the, the plane together, now. you know, and, uh, and like <laughs> Walker's kind of a douche about it. He's, He's a, a cocky douche. He's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And the back end opens and Ethan looks like, down. He's like, no, we can't do this because it's a storm. There's a big storm on there. We got to rethink this. <laughs> Jumps out, yeah. and then it's just like, what, are you afraid of a little lightning? And then he gets struck with I know. <laughs> like, instantly. Just a boom. And I was just like, holy shit. And then I love how the sound just drops dead. Yeah. No music, no sound, no nothing. And it slowly gets back up. And you're just like, whoa. And then Ethan takes his tank off, gives it to Walker, saves Walker. And like I said in the theater, I like that Walker didn't immediately know. Yeah. He was just like, oh, you lost your tank. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you know? And, and Ethan's just kind of like... All right, whatever. Yeah, they no. go into this ridiculously intense dance uh, or well bar. Yeah, yes, yeah, crazy club. Just nuts. Club. I actually whispered over to you like, "Hey, it's collateral." Yeah, exactly. It's brunette Vincent. It's brunette Vincent. But they walk through the club. They get in. the whole purpose is to set up a meeting with the white uh, the white widow. widow. Yeah, white widow, which apparently is the daughter of Max, Max. from the I first know, I movie. I just read that. I read that. I was just like. They mentioned it in the movie, and I never caught that. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's amazing. That's so cool. Nice little throwback. <clears throat> Based around uh, fucking Fitbits. Yeah. Fitbits that I'll say, hey, I'm Lane, and uh, or I'm Lark, I'm John Lark, and you're not, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, so they they track down Lark in the bathroom. So yeah. you get that wicked awesome fight that scene. That bathroom fight. That we saw in the trailers where, you know, he's loading his fucking arms like shotguns. I actually watched a clip of that on Instagram today where someone played it in yep. slow mo. Did you watch that? No, 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 but I'm not surprised that that's a new thing now. No, but like, it, it was slow mo, and when he does this, as soon as he puts this fist down, yep. he's got a darker shadow here, and a pocket appeared on his shirt. Oh, wow! Right here. 
Oh, wow. Just like, boom, boom, pocket beard. Interesting. I was like, I didn't even notice that. I did not notice that. That's um, hilarious. Now, before we delve too much into that fight scene, one of the things I'll mention really quickly is, so they, they say Ethan's the scalpel, Walker's the hammer. This fight scene shows it perfectly. Yes. Those punches that Walker is nailing, just boom, just boom, bam, boom. bam, bam, yeah. bam. You're just like, I would be dead. Yeah. One punch. Yeah. This guy, and props to this actor, this character, because he gets the fucking shit kicked out of him and still kicks the shit out of these two guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, okay, so the fight scene, one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. This is absolutely fucking yeah. crazy. And also, one of the best fight scenes in this movie, but it's not the best fight scene. This gets, like, this is the beginning fight scene that you have to see that leads into... Four other scenes you have to see in this movie, and nothing feels like you could take it out, and it would not change the movie. And you still got some humor in that scene too, because they're at first they're in the stall, yeah, and those guys are like, "Hey, what's going on?" Well, yeah, okay. So first, the, the, <laughs> the original scalpel part for Ethan was that he's got the the, uh, the needle. They're gonna drug him, steal his face, so they could Ethan can wear his mask exactly, so he can be he can look like this guy Lark, okay, and get in have a meeting with White Widow. Because some dude just shows up and fucks everything up, they have to fight. Cavill or Walker's character, they have this brutal like four minute sequence where this guy is taking on both highly trained individuals who's like, they're both hitting him. He's yeah. hitting them. There's hard hitting. Like it feels real. Yeah. None of this feels fake. And there's none of this like Ethan waits until Walker's done attacking. A lot of times they're attacking him simultaneously, and then he fucks them up. Like, he chops Walker's throat, so now Walker's like, ugh. Yeah. And then he's kicking the fuck out of Ethan, or Ethan's trying to kick the fuck out of him. They have that awesome scene with the pipe, where he's, like, got hooked around Ethan, and it's, like, almost getting jammed in his neck. Yeah. And then finally, just as, like, it seems like they're going to turn the tide, Walker nails him with the laptop. The same laptop that is supposed to scan his face to make the mess. He just cranks him. And then he's just like, Ethan's like, what the fuck? Well, you said knock him out. Yeah. I did. Just tap it on the screen. And then they open like... the laptop and a big, huge crack. And you're just <laughs> like, well, shit. And even the look that Ethan gives him is just like, yeah, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, fuck. And then he wakes up. And again, the fight just keeps going. It's, 10 minutes of, like, brutally realistic-looking fight scenes. But, again, like, so Walker gets knocked out. And you have this scene again where Ethan's just like, all right. Mm -hmm. And he knows he's not going to beat this guy. You can tell he's not going to beat this guy. He feels yeah. it, but he's like, all right, I'm going to do it anyway. And now they start fighting for the gun that was lost, right? And then what happens? Ilsa! Ilsa! Ilsa comes in and kills her. Blows his fucking brains out. So there's no chance of getting the mask now. Yeah. Fuck, that was crazy. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yes, she's back. You're happy to see her. And she's literally like, you can't do this, Ethan. You can't do this, but I can't tell you why. And again, Ethan's just like, all right, I get it. But no trust displacement has happened. I like how he was automatically like, you got out. Like, yeah. Like, why you are you out? here? And then it's just like... He wanted nothing but the best for her. And she's exactly. back in it now. Yeah, and he's, he's, like, he's happy to see her, but he's just like, 
any other circumstance, I'd be even happier. And, and that's right. He's like, yeah. you got out. What happened? She's like, well, I was with Lane for two years. Mm-hmm. They want me to kill Lane to show that I'm part of it. And he's just like, fuck. All right. And then they go into the meeting with the White Widow, which I actually thought was a great introduction where she's doing this spiel about yeah. her mom and how her mom was an activist. And, um, and then that whole, like, she sees Ethan. And this is the first time that Ethan's playing a different character, but he's not wearing a mask, which I, I thought was really cool. He's just like, we're going to hope that she's never seen him. Exactly. And it's just like, hope's not a strategy. And it's just like, you're new, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Yes, that's awesome. But yeah. it's great, too, because, again, it's just that whole, like, well, Ethan's just like, well, I'm just going to hope for the best, and it's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. But I'm going to figure something out. And I love that that's something that they kept saying. It's like, so what's the plan? I- I'm going to figure it out. And his team is just like, okay, all right. A couple of things did bug me, but we'll go scene by scene. So this scene is also really cool. And another great fight scene mm-hmm. where now Ethan and is Ilsa, Ilsa, yes, are now and the white widow the fuck out of everybody and the white widow too with a knife oh just brutal yeah nothing about this was pretty in any sense of it and but I even just love how he goes he says to her he's just like look you got a choice you can leave with me because these guys are gonna kill you you can leave with your brother and she immediately goes well I guess I'm leaving with you now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, she doesn't say that but that's exactly what it is yeah. and I was just like no. Okay, they have that whole big thing, and you know, and then now Ethan has got to Ethan and Walker are now teaming with her to eventually break out Lane. Yep. Because the White Widow is a power broker. Yep. Which I thought was really cool. Doesn't want to be paid by money. That's right, but favors. Favors. So as long as she can we get want Lane, good, so get Lane, give it to this people. She's got a couple get out of jail free card. Which I thought was really cool, and it's also one of those things where you're just like, you don't see that enough in spy movies. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if I ever saw something like that, and I can't recall. No. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, that's actually really smart, where she's just like, favor for a favor type of thing. Money's great. I have money. You know? And then they set up that whole sequence where they're going to bust Lane out, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. So great. And the way it was shot, like, when I write their names here, it's cinematographer Rob Hardy and editor Eddie Hamilton. The way they shot they this film. They should win a war. The way they shot this movie, like, when when that truck falls to the bottom of the fucking river, and Solomon's, like, sideways, and you see the water oh. coming, like, like this. Oh it's just like, God. holy crap, man. The way they shot that. I and also, not just that, like the, the car scenes, everything. Every everything single inch of this movie so amazing. was amazing. It was real. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Even when it was like ugly, it was still just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, even just the scene where they're laying out the initial plan to get Lane, and Ethan realizes that in order for this to work, he's got to kill a cop. Yes. Yes. And they, and I, I hate that I didn't immediately go, well, that's no way that's real. Because I was like, oh my god, he has to kill him. Oh. And then he does, and you're just like, oh my god. And then it's just like, Ethan goes, no, we can't do that. Yeah. You know? Because like, because he was thinking about it, he's just like, no. He, he plays it in his head, and I like that they did that, where he plays the whole sequence in his head and goes... That whole sequence in his head felt very Dark Knight to me. It was very Dark Knight. Like, holy like, shit. Yeah. And I, apparently, they were actually, that was actually going to happen. That was going to be a part of the movie. 
But ultimately, Macquarie was like, no, that's too dark. We can't do that. And I'm glad that they did the fake out where they show it. Because I immediately was like, oh, man, Jesus. All these cops are falling. You know, and, and then he has to, like, point blank kill the guy. And he takes his mask off, too, so you know that it's Ethan. And you're just like, holy shit. And then he's just like, uh... Like, he doesn't say, we're not doing that plan. He lets him think we're doing it. Exactly. And then he completely does his own plan and does this awesome thing where they knock Lane off into the water and the other parts, like uh, Luther and Benji, take him, take Lane out of the actual armor truck while Walker and uh, Hunt are now getting chased around by cops Mm -hmm. all around this... Entire, I can't remember where this was now. Belfast? Yeah. Was uh, it Germany? Yeah, I don't actually remember what city it was in. It was a place in Europe. It was, it was very European. A very European place. Very European. Um, but, and it kind of reminded me of uh, the Bourne Supremacy where Bourne's at the subway, looks at his watch and goes, oh, okay, and then does this whole big loop around. Yes. Directing all the cops after him just so that, like, the five, ten minutes for that train to move, he doesn't, he's not stuck there. You know what I mean? And I loved that, but, like, on a huger scale, like, he's in the armored truck with Walker. They get to the one spot, then they ditch that for the motorbikes, and Walker's works, which we find out why. Walker's works, Hunt's doesn't right away, but eventually it does, and then you have this breathtaking, like, five minute scene of him just driving I around know, and the way it was shot it was just like i mean like it was like low to the ground and it was flowing and it with was them back and it was just and like in and it was like like i was saying like i feel like this was a green screen or at least like this is an empty lot situation so that the entire outside like the, it's actually there and all the cars are cgi'd in but at the same time i'm like tom is just crazy enough that I mean, there's a couple of shots where you're like, there has to be, that has to be CGI. Oh, I mean. Some of these car scenes, but it's just. And he's clearly got, he's got to have a stunt double for some things. I mean. But it's so hard yeah, to tell. I know. It's so hard to tell, especially because nine times out of ten, that camera is here. Yeah. You know, like, so here. So you are Ethan Hunt. I'm looking right at you while you're doing just all these Just a lot crazy closer. Scenes. Like, he's in your face right now. Yeah, exactly. In 3D. And that's another thing too. Like we watch, we watch it in three D, and I remember both of us kind of being like, "I this I, seems yeah, weird." Yeah, I was like, three D for Mission Impossible. And then I halfway through the movie, we're like, "That's why." Yeah. That's exactly why. That in the helicopter. But th- so then again, so like I said, so we start off with a sequence where it's very small. There's the trucks. There's Ethan knocks Lane into the the water. Yeah. And then it snowballs into this beautifully crazy, huge scene where he's deking out all these cops. And then finally meets up with Luther and Benji in the boat with Lane. Like, it's just fucked. Crazy. It's it is so crazy. Fun. And then that poor female cop gets shot. Yeah. And Ethan's just like... And you like, think it's going to be Walker, too. And, and you absolutely like, think it's going to be Walker. And then she gets shot. Because you feel like he's actually going to talk her out of it. Like, he's going to just... She's going to suddenly go yeah. like, okay, all right. Then she gets shot. And then... He fucking lays out all four of them. Yeah. All four. Yeah, he rarely kills, but in that situation... Just like that, just bam, 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 bam. And I was just like, yes! And then literally drops everything. Hey, you'll you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? And he says, I'm sorry. 
And I'm just like, oh my god, you feel for him. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was saying where they kind of hint at it in Rogue Nations as to the motivations behind Ethan Hunt. Now we're starting to see the Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting, and this helps me get behind the character even more. Yeah. Because now he's human. This is a guy that just wants to save the world. He doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Doesn't matter who you are. Nobody gets hurt. Not in his watch. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why he will never ever work with Walker on the level that they're trying to do it. Because he can't. No. Walker is the guy that says, I would kill I would let Luther die to save those nukes. Whereas and that's we didn't we didn't say that at the beginning. Yeah. The whole purpose of this movie was that the nukes were stolen by the syndicate because Ethan refused to let Luther die. And I was really like, oh, please don't let Luther die in that scene. I know, me too. Because I was like, it's the opening scene. He's the longest running character besides Ethan. To show how badass these guys are, killing Luther would really prove that they are yeah. mean motherfuckers. Yeah, and Ethan refused. And I love that yeah. Alec Baldwin, uh, I, can't, fuck, I wish I remember his, Hunley. Hunley, yeah. Hunley is just like, you know, you let one guy live. You know, you sacrifice the entire mission, thousands of lives for one guy, and there are people there that would say that that is your weakest, but that is your biggest strength. Yeah. That's how I know I can trust you. I was like, fucking right. That is awesome. Because mm-hmm. in Ethan's mind, he saves Luther. He knows he'll get the nukes back. Yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Yeah. So, And I wish I touched upon that sooner, but like I said, we're getting more and more of his character, you know, and... Man, like, and then when that scene just kind of stops and they, they get away and they go to the interrogation scene with Lane, that's where you get the little ebb, mm-hmm. right? So now we get some quiet time. Now we got some exposition. Now we get the part where Lane is just like, we're not terrorists. No, not even close. And I was like, man, that's so great that he's like almost like disgusted that people think he's a terrorist. Yeah. You know? He's like, I'm looking for change. I'm going to change the world. The only way to do that is with a great suffering. That's how you get exactly. peace. You have to have this in order to have peace. And you're just like, you're fucking scary how crazy this sounds. That's but, very Thanos of you. But the problem, <laughs> the biggest problem is, is that you can kind of see where he's coming from. Wars happen. What happens after war? Peace. He's just thinking you want it on a much larger scale, right? Like Thanos. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But he's so much more chilling in this movie. He is. And with the beard and everything, oh, like I was just like, holy shit. Like, even when, uh, like, I thought for sure that he would shave towards yeah. the end of the movie. He doesn't. Doesn't. Nope. Why would he? Then he's he thought he was going to die. He's got a day left. He doesn't he, care. He figured he was going to die, and that yeah. was it. But, oh, man, the fake out with the. Okay, so this is where the. We pretty much talked about the entire movie. Yeah. But we, with when we find out that Henry Cavill, August Walker, is in fact Jonathan Lark. Yeah. I kind of, I rolled a bit there because I was just like, you, you had pegged it right away. I called it. Credit. I called it. You I, called it. You actually said to me, he's Lark. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just kind of doesn't make sense. But then when they have Lark or uh, Walker actually start spouting, he's like, yeah, when I wrote that, I was literally saying like, I mean those words. I'm not looking for revenge against Ethan Hunt. I don't give a shit about that guy. Mm-hmm. I want the, the... Then I was like, okay. Like, I feel if Cavill... And I said this in the theater. I feel like Cavill's a very quietly awesome actor. Okay? So when he's doing those scenes where he's just like, yeah, when I wrote that, I believed it. I Like, I still mean that. I want this to happen. I don't give a shit about Ethan Hunt. You know? Eventually he does because... Just like Lane, yeah. Hunt is so relentless. He starts to see what Lane sees. And, and he starts like... to now 
like he's starting to go, fuck it, I just want to kill that guy. Yeah. That guy's got to die. And it's not even like, you don't get the sense he has to, he feels like he's got to kill Ethan to have his mission done. Now it's like, no, 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 I got to kill him. I got to kill him. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I call I called both the twist and that. And that yeah, you also called the Benji mask twist. Yeah. Which I, again, and normally I am on point for this kind of shit. I just felt like with uh, with Lark Walker, it was too easy. So I did kind of eye roll, and I was kind of like, oh. And I almost felt like, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? I was kind of thinking <clears throat> that the twist would have been that with An Angela Bassett's character. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You know. Yep. But it was, huh, it was. Uh, Which I thought was a really, like, when you said that, <clears throat> it was Angela Bassett, I was like, that yeah, maybe. Because you start going maybe. through the Rolodex of the characters, and you're yeah. like, well, she was in. She's kind of sort of been in the entire movie without actually being there, so it could work. Mm hmm you know, but his, like I said, it does work, but the Benji fake out, I totally didn't see at all, and you did, and yeah. I was just like, well, shit, but I thought that was great, too, where he's just, again, he goes, it's all, like, grown men in masks with hollow shit, Yeah. so he's on camera now saying, I'm Lark, and this was my plan, and this was, the whole thing is me, and I'm working with Lane, and fuck, Yeah. you know, and then you start to see, like, he's getting a little bit he gets a little frazzled there, but then right back into the, like just like this this creepily calm, just like mm -hmm. no, I'm good. Everyone's yeah. still gonna die the way I want them to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like after that whole big shootout too, when they kill off Hunley. Yeah, right after he's like, I can see it? why you like this. Yeah. I can see why you guys love doing this. Yeah. This is a lot of fun, and you're yeah. just like. Yes! They guys. Yes! And then you're like, no! Let's get stabbed. Don't do it! <sighs> but that opens the door for Renner to return in the next one. I know, and I hope that's the case. I really yes. hope that's the case, because that was one of the first things we said right at the end of the yeah. movie. It's like, like, I hate to see Alan Baldwin go, but if it means that Renner's going to come back as a new secretary, yeah. and, I'm, I'm uh, okay with that. But okay, but so then immediately, what do you have? You have Walker strolling. To the air, air hell or the helipad. Yeah, just strolling. walking along. He's got a huge lead. He's strolling because his plan, just like Ethan, he is so confident that this is gonna work. Not a care in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. He might as well have been skipping. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> picking up a flower. Mm -hmm. mm, the yeah. whole world is gonna die. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't get over this. And that. Leads into that crazy Tom Cruise running. The most epic cops. running scene I've ever yes, seen. Yes, we know Cruise loves ever, to run. Just in general, not just Cruise, but in general. Yes. I was getting, like, my legs were getting sore watching this guy. You know, like, he's doing this at 56, and I know there's takes. I know there's takes. And he broke his leg during that scene, but too. But there's long shots of him doing these runs, so I don't care how many takes they did, even if they just did five takes. They didn't. They did more than five. But yeah. if they just did five takes, that's still a ridiculous amount of running. That when I look here and I go, man, I'm like 21 years younger than that guy. And I can't even do three minutes before I'm like, fuck it, running is dumb. Yeah. And right now, I don't even like walking. <laughs> you know? I was just like, I can't get over it. Like, you could talk about how insane he is, but it lends so much credibility to this movie that it's him doing 90% of this. Maybe even 85, but that's still a ridiculous number. And then you get the great Benji commentary on the radio. Like, he's getting away, Ethan. He's like, I'm about to jump out a window. Like, yeah. 
What's taking you so long? Or, like, yeah. Dropping out a window. But, okay, so here's some of the stuff with the Benji shit where I started to kind of roll my eyes a little bit because uh, frequently throughout the movie you had Benji questioning Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. So he, he's been there almost as long as Luther. He's actually the second longest. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Every single time Ethan has saved the world and ultimately Benji's life. But so you have Benji going like, yeah, you're going to save my life. <gasps> yeah, okay, how are you going to do that? I don't know, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. And I felt like saying like, wouldn't you be the one guy that's like, yeah, you will figure it out. You know? And I know that they, they were playing it for laughs. Yeah. You know? Um, the other part where, uh, you know, like when he's tracking it on the iPad, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> I had it upside down. I was like, it's a funny joke, but if you really think about it, he'd be running in the actual opposite direction yeah. if it was upside down. It wouldn't just be like, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden you forget for that four-second sequence. So it was like, I get it was played for last, but it kind of took me out because immediately I went, well, no, they'd be half across town on the opposite side. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> but it did, like I said, even still you had him running over rooftops, cutting across the whole thing, the huge jump. That was nuts. Where he, like, you see him hit, and, I mean, they shot it from the side. Yeah, well, that's where he broke his leg, where his leg snapped. Yeah, was exactly. That shot. You're just like, holy fuck. Yeah. And, again, like... And then he got up, and you see in the movie, he, he's, like, limping when he takes yeah. off, because he was doing that with a broken leg. Exactly, and you're just like, Jesus Because he Tom, broke his leg, could, and he still got up. Fucking, like, and of all the shots to keep, you keep the one with his broken leg in it? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and then when he finally does catch up to, to Lark... Or Walker. I think from here on out, we'll just refer to him as Lark. Lark. Because it is cooler than Walker. It is. Yeah. I do like how the White Widow is just like, Jonathan Lark. I mean, that's a great name. Lark. And you're like, that is kind of cool. <laughs> Lark. And you have that scene where Ethan's hanging from the uh, elevator bottom. Right. Much like Skyfall. And then he looks up. And looks up and he's just like... Looking down at him. Looking down and then he's just like, pulls the gun out and then he goes... I'm her guardian angel. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason she's still alive. And you're like, holy fuck. And again, like I said, you knew she's in the movie. You saw her at the beginning. Yep. You forget that Julie is in the movie mm-hmm. until that scene again. And then yep. you're just like, holy shit. Because well, it was just flashbacks at first. Exactly. Or like dream sequences. Yeah. This officially puts her in there. That's right. And then you're just like, oh yeah, that's right. And and like I said, like they did such a great job with the trailers that you forget that even at that point, there's still an entire helicopter sequence that we haven't seen yet, and I am glad that that was the climax of the movie. Yeah. Because, holy fuck. And even that is even the, the whole scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the lead-up. It's now now we're getting that uh, <clears throat> Lane goes to the, the one village where they started the smallpox thing. Now, why does he go there? He did the smallpox thing so that Julia, who's a nurse on a global scale now, is going to be there so that Ethan Hunt can be there to watch her die first and foremost. He's fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah, he's an evil motherfucker. The second that they said this is the spot where the smallpox was and there was the uh, Red Cross or whatever the hell they were, I went, oh God, that's Julia. That's how they get it. But the big gut punch, she's fucking married. Yeah. Never saw that coming. She's a really old looking West Bentley. Yeah. I, that, I remember saying that to you in the theater where I was just like, I think he's maybe about 10 years younger than Tom Cruise, and he looks 10 years older than Tom Cruise. Yeah. 
that's insane. Yeah. Wes, I don't know if you can watch this at all, but I don't know. Maybe change whatever you're doing. If you smoke, stop. You're not looking good, if man. If you're drinking a lot, stop. This is coming from, admittedly, this guy. Straight up. You look old. But I was happy about that. Like, I actually enjoyed Julian Tang. She was great. <laughs> Which is weird, because I hated the marriage. Yes, you did hate the marriage. Um, here's what, one of the reasons why I liked it so much. No woman in this movie was a damsel in distress. No. No. The no. cop that gets shot, she got shot because she was literally holding up four guys at gunpoint who were putting a masked dude in the back of a car. And she mm -hmm. had no idea what the fuck was going on, but she was not going to stop. Yeah. You know, and I said, like, I felt like Ethan Hunt probably would have talked her out of it. He probably could have, but she got shot, and then Ethan saved her, but I didn't think she was any less capable. Mm -hmm. They didn't paint her like a rookie, is what I'm getting at. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Ilsa Faust. Ilsa. Faust. <clears throat> That's how it's pronounced, by the way. Faust. And then Julia, she goes like, look, I got, you know, I'm helping on a global scale. This is my husband. And there's that awkward tension, you know, or it's just like, he's on vacation. And then Tom's just like, nope, I'm actually working. Oh, you're working. Yep. And then, um, so Ethan fucks off and Ilsa, I can't get over why it's so hard for me to say that. Ilsa and Simon, or Benji, Simon. Jesus Christ, are now looking for the bombs. So yeah. they're looking for the bombs. And then when Luther finds one, so they're now, like, they're finding, he finds one, and he's about to send me. She shows up and goes, okay, what can I do to help? Yeah, Julie, like, Julie wants to help. And, and it's great, too, because now we get this, like, chemistry between her and Luther, because we knew it was there, but we never saw it before, because Luther only mentioned it. Yeah, well, there's that scene where he says, uh, he sits fast right. down and he goes... Amazing, amazing he scene. He goes, there's only two women in the world that has ever affected Ethan. Yeah. And one of them was his wife, and she's like, he was married? He's like... Oh, he is, he's married? He was yeah. married. Yeah. And, and that's where... Like, so, oh. Yeah. And then, and then Luther's just like, you know, all of this happened because he saved my life. And he's tearing up, and you're like, come on, Ben, come on. I, I really enjoyed that scene. That was a beautiful scene. And then even when he's like, you know, um, every once in a while she would pop up to let Ethan know, like send up a signal to let him know he's alive. She's a ghost. And I trained her well. I'm like, man, this is so awesome. And I love that he's telling her this. Yeah. And he's saying like, okay. Um, and even just the fact that the reason why they split up was because he settled down. You know, and now you get a sense of why there was such a time gap in between the movies was because he lived a life with her. But eventually they both were kind of going, because every time something bad happened, Ethan was like, well, well, if I was there, would it, would it have been different? And so they split up because of that. And I was like, that. And it was mutual. Like, she, she totally so understood. Beautiful. And she said that she could, like, live every day happy because she knew he was out there. Just like. That, I mean, like, this movie subverted so much. I know. It's and a beautiful wrap-up to everything. They touch. They literally touch on every one of the Mission Impossible movies. I know. Every one. Uh, White Widow's daughter of Max. Yeah. Uh, later on, we'll get a little bit of Mountain Clap. Yeah, you get a little, you're getting a little... It was a very little, good scene, man. You're it was, getting, it's hot in here. It's hot in here. No, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a marshmallow. And I, I am just, too. I am too. thinking about like, that scene again with Bing talking and stuff, it, it, it got me wait, in the theater, he, too. I got me, too, because he gets emotional, because he's like, we're in this mess because of me. Yeah. Ethan saved my life, and now 
the whole world might be. And he's asking her, please don't come. Yeah. Because because he'll be distracted. Yeah. You know, and she goes, "Fuck that! I'm going anyway." Yeah. Right. Because well, and she no sells it too because you know uh, Ethan shows up and is like, "Okay, what's going on?" And she's like, "We're just." Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. So then, yeah, so we fast forward now to uh, to Luther the and Julia. Fusel, yeah. So now they have that thing where it's just like, oh, same old uh, Ethan type of thing, right? You know, because she still, you know she still loves Ethan. She still oh, she cares about him yeah. immensely. You know, and even though she's married, you know, and like, and you touched upon it, we'll get to that in a second, but because I want to bookend it, uh, but when it leads into that helicopter scene, like, holy shit. That is so fucking crazy awesome. Mm-hmm. He's holding the pay dirt, climbing up, falls. My stomach dropped with that. My stomach dropped. Like, I was like, whoa. Was like, oh, my God. And then, uh, and again, the, the guy's just like, nothing, nothing happened. Okay. Then he climbs all the way back up again. And, like... In a real life context, that's incredibly hard to do. Because mm-hmm. I would estimate that the length of the rope is about 30 feet. Okay? Yeah. I would say that they're probably about a couple hundred feet in the air. Yeah. So gravity is already nailing it. Yeah. Oxygen. He's fallen off once. He's climbed back up again. Finally gets back in. And uh, immediately, like, when they did that, I was like, okay, so this is kind of similar to the opening of Spectre uh, with James Bond. Where they had the big, huge, dragged out fight scene. Nope. Literally tosses the guy out the out the one door and kills the other guy. Like kills the one guy, tosses them both out. Yeah. And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because I remember watching Spectre and going like, it's weird that Bond had so much trouble fighting this old dude in an in a helicopter like when there's open windows, like open doors, right? And I thought it was really neat that he was just like, yeah. All right. And, and then the best part is he doesn't know how to fly a helicopter. And like they ask, like, he's doesn't like, know how to fly an airplane or a helicopter? I don't think so. Yeah, he's just like, all right, so this is got to... And again, gotta... like, the, the <laughs> level of confidence or even just the fact that he just has to get this mission, he has to save the world, not save the world, but just complete the mission. Yeah. He's just like, uh, all right, okay, so he's figuring it out on the fly. And then when he starts to get the hang of it, like, you're just like, it's again, it's a level of, now he's no longer this perfect, unstoppable force. Or sorry, he's unstoppable, yes, but he's no longer perfect. There now you get that sense that he could fail. Yes. Even though you know he won't, you get the sense that he could. And I was feeling that a lot during that end. Like this The could, entire movie actually I, like, felt like he could fail at I was any like, time. This could be the final mission. Mm-hmm. Especially by bringing in Julia, by by having like being talked to or Luther talking to Ilsa about how he yeah. feels about her. Yeah. And it's just like, this could be the end. It could and and there was that sinking sense of dread in there where you're like, it could be the last Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible movie. Um and like, oh man, he's chasing after Cavill. And like I said, like this is where this is where Lark gets really frustrated because he tears through all the bullets in his jacked up gun that you're just like Holy fuck, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, giant turret. Oh! Just like... (laughs) And then that's when he's just like, come on! Like, why has this got to be so difficult, right? And the whole time Lane is on the ground just kind of going like, yep. Yeah, yeah. 
perfectly, perfectly going back and forth between like, yeah, like Ilsa and Benji look for the other bomb. Luther and Julia over here. Yeah, Julia's talking to Luther, and Ilsa's like, "Oh, I like her." Yeah, like the spacing and, is so good. Yeah, like and but at no point in time does your like adrenaline drop because sure these are slower scenes, but you're still just like, "Oh yeah, the bomb," and "Oh yeah, find the bomb," and then uh, she's going after Lane, or sorry, Faust is going after Lane. Uh, because her end game is to kill him, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and that fight's even crazy. That fight. But hold on, real quick. Mm. So we'll go back now, here. like I said, we get to Walker. He's just like he's now. He wants to kill Hunt. Yeah. It's the mission, yeah, but he's got to kill Hunt. He absolutely has to kill Hunt. But yeah, that fight scene with Lane. Holy shit! Like you got the sense mm. in the first like in Rogue Nations that he was a badass never really seen it outside of a couple of like stabs and gunshots and stuff like that here he's full-on kicking the fuck out of her toe-to-toe with her and she's focused on saving benji who's fucking hung by a rope that's awesome kicks the stool in so he can stand on it but then it gets knocked over and i love the part where now she's got the choice kill lane sacrifice benji kill lane sacrifice benji and you knew it was gonna happen but it was so awesome when she saves Benji and doesn't kill Lane and now you're Knocks like him out. this now you're like this is a hundred percent the female Ethan Hunt. Now mm-hmm. you get the sense 100%. That she gets it. Yes. So now she's willing to save the one. Sacrifice the millions to save the one and you're like, oh so now okay and again that adds to that sense that they're gonna kill Ethan Hunt off because right. you've got your next Ethan Hunt right here. Who could just as easily slot right in? And I was kind of like, "Oh, Ilsa could be taking this over." Oh, this is MI six, the movie. Oh, <laughs> look at you! Right? Wow, I love that you saved that one. And you I, did not let that like, nugget loose. I was like, "Shit, that must have been hard." This is MI six. Wow! Holy shit! What? What if Ilsa takes over? But she doesn't. That's right. Helicopter. That she does helicopter. Helicopter. Crash helicopter. Scene? Helicopter. Kung Fu. Like, Helicopter Kung Fu leads into the crash scene. Yes. That leads into the top of the mountains. And Tom, or he's just trying to get out of the freaking helicopter. And, and, and Lark is just like getting all that oil in his face. He's, and was, he's burning. Oh, oh. And, you're like, oh. and they, got, they, they do that awesome scene where you see this side of his face. And, and then you turn. It's, it's all like blue. And then they have the, the fight scene that I complained about in Mission Impossible 2. Where now, these guys are both fucked up. They were in a completely stressful situation. They had a helicopter crash. Yep. They're not like, all right, martial arts, let's do flips. Yeah. They're just like, the first thing August does is like puts him in a fucking headlock because he's just like, I just want to fucking kill this guy. Mm-hmm. You know? And Ethan's not even really trying to fight him. He's trying to get the detonator. Oh yeah, I forgot. There has to be... Yeah, yeah. The two bombs can only be uh, di- uh, diffused once the timer has been wrong, but the uh, detonator has to be switched off disabled, at the same yeah, time. Disabled before it's that. It's just like, holy fuck. Right, and that's nuts too. And yeah. you're just like, holy shit, like, I can't get over how they're going to get out of this. And then they fight, but then the helicopter starts falling off. The, and the Or no, it's in between the two, remember? Yeah, the two... And they're like in between it and they fall off together and it's hanging by the hook. And they're now they're trying to scramble to not fall while at the same time Ethan's trying to get the detonator that's hanging up top. And then what does Ethan do that's absolutely crazy? 
pulls it down. I was like, I can't Odd believe you just did that. Yeah. And the jumps, and then we're getting the climb. We're going back to Mission Impossible 2. And, like, if you would have told me that there was a throwback where I would have said, it's awesome that he climbed the rocks, I would have said, nope. Yeah. Nope, because it was a vanity project from fucking Tom Cruise who was, like, at his most egomaniacal. Yeah. And then I was like, I looked at you, I remember just being like, I can't fucking believe that this is they so fucking it. cool. They this did is it. So a throwback cool. to every single movie. And he climbs up, and they're like, Okay, they have no contact with Ethan. No, and he's not near the top yet. He's not near the top. He's not ever anywhere near the uh, the detonator. And they're just like, okay, well, uh, we have to just cut the cords. Well, when do we cut the cords? And I like when they go, well, why don't we do it on like a, when it gets down to two? The yeah. countdown gets to two, and Benji's like, why don't we just do one? Yeah. What's the extra second gonna do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they they have no idea no that Ethan is gonna do it, but they're still just like, well, we're gonna do it. And, and then they both they both go snip, and then it directly cuts back to Ethan, who's still hanging on the side of the mountain. Hanging. But you don't notice the dead near at first. That's right. Because you see him hanging, and then they they do this side shot where he looks over to where the village is. Yep. And I'm expecting to see an explosion. I I'm do. I thought it was explosion. over. I thought it was done. And then, and, and then they go back again, and he's got the detonator. And he's holding the fucking thing in his mouth, oh. and you're like, I don't care how corny that is. That is cool as fucking shit. Like yeah. that is just balls cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and that's the only time in the whole movie where I was like, Whew. right. I was just like, oh, so much relief. Wow. So much relief. Wow. And, and then, then you get that awesome scene with Julia. Right, because Angela Bassett picks him up, brings him back. Yeah, and then uh, you you get yeah you get the Julia thing, but first you get the the great how close were we? And he goes the usual. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like that's nice. And he's just kind of like okay, the all usual. right. And then and Julia comes like, oh. in, and he's just like he's in tears. And he's like I'm sorry, and she's like for what? Such a beautiful like for what? And I love that she's not the bitter jaded ex wife. She's like you brought me to do the things that I was meant to do. Yeah. I've never felt more happy. I never felt more alive, you know? And that part where she's just like, I sleep soundly at night knowing that you're alive to save the world and how I'm getting going because it's just like, that yeah, is amazing. That is so beautiful. <laughs> it's and, so beautiful. And then again, you get that little bit with her and Faust where it's just like, you get the lost in translation. What right, the whisper? Say? I know. What did she say? And then you still don't get a kiss between the two. No. You know, but like... But you feel like it's it's there. It's gonna... Well, now, now, because the whole point was that Ethan was always willing to sacrifice millions for the one. Well, now we realize that he sacrificed his perfect life for the millions, right? So he actually did sacrifice mm -hmm. one for the millions. Now he doesn't have to. Now him and Faust can be like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I know I made a terrible reference to a horrible fucking movie, but you get the idea that they can team yeah. up and be IMF together. You get the the, the apostles are still out there. <clears throat> the apostles are still out there. Like that is a thread left hanging. So MI seven is going to happen. I honestly thought this would pro probably possibly be the end because Ilsa could easily carry the series. Like easily, if, easily. If, if Ethan decides to retire in any way or form, especially because the the chemistry with her and Benji, with her and Luther. Yes. And then, uh, you know, like, Brant could easily come back and the chemistry was all there and she could be just as good as Ethan, but different because she's a different character. Mm -hmm. But fuck, man, like, like, I said this right away when we, when it was done. Oh, by the way, no end credits. 
no stinger, no nothing. The movie ends, credits hit, that's it. And I, that it, it was refreshing. Felt like there was going to be a stinger. It totally did, but I think it's because we were trained to think yes. there was a stinger. Solomon is still alive. Gets thrown in the trunk. He's back with the British intelligence. He's back with MI6. Um, so he's out there still. Yeah, he could be brought back. I feel like if they do a movie with the Apostles, though, he gets killed. Mm, he gets possibly. killed. And I bet you it won't MI6 be... blows up or something. Yeah, yeah, it won't be like Sean Harris playing him. <clears throat> They'll say it's uh, like it's Solomon Lane, but you won't actually physically see that it's him. Or they might do like the thing they did with the... Uh, Hugo Weaving's Red Skull tacked on to What's-His-Face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. There's ways around it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, like, I never would have guessed that I would have sat there and said that this is one of the best spy movies, mm -hmm. one of the best action movies, and while it does tie up the entire franchise in a neat little bow, because the does. franchise could end right here. It could. And you'd be like, okay, all right, you know. I don't think it will. I think we'll at least get another movie. We'll get a seventh. I, I tell you, like, it could tie it up, but at 97% Rotten Tomatoes and the biggest opening for Mission Paul, it beat number two. Yeah. Finally, an MI film. I know, I know. And not only that, like, I mean, the budget wasn't even that high. Yeah. So. It's making money. Because it's that damn good. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so damn it's good. It's so good. Like, I mean, I loved, I like, and this was actually one of the first things I said was I loved Rogue Nations. I absolutely loved Rogue Nations. This annihilated Rogue Nations. Mm -hmm. Okay, like. Yeah, let's do our rundown. Now we we okay, we're done followed. So, I'm assuming that we're gonna have pretty similar number scores, <clears throat> minus the second being thrown around in there. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Uh, it's actually, so, Fallout, Rogue Nation, <clears throat> this is where I was kind of like, ah. Now you're in the other four, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, but I have to put Ghost Protocol in third, which I never thought I would do. Mm -hmm. But then immediately after that is the original Mission Possible. Mission Possible 3. And two. And two is right at the bottom because two is a fucking garbage movie. Right, right, because you don't like two. I do like two. I know you do. So and that's fine. I'm going Fallout. Yep. Rogue Nation. Yeah. Those two movies are... are <clears throat> I mean, I thought Rogue Nation was a perfect action movie. Yeah. And then I watched Fallout, and I was like, this is even more perfect. And like, I'm, I'm watching it... I can't really pick anything apart from Rogue Nation. No. But at the same time, exactly. this is so much better. Exactly. Like, <laughs> there's nothing that I don't like about Rogue Nations, but yeah. I like everything about Fallout infinitely more. I know. Yeah. And I've watched a shitty cam version. It's not that shitty, but it's a cam version. It's a cam version. I've watched it I three times. Two times. Two times already. And I'm just like, like, fuck, man. This is so crazy good. Yeah. Ugh. And then I'm going to go with number two. Okay. Obviously. That's your third pick? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fine. I just bend you the camera. You bend you the camera. This That's fine. This fuck crazy. If anyone watched part one, they'll know why it was my third I, day. I, that's, then goes I, protocol. Then I, goes I, protocol. Yeah, okay. Uh, the one and three. Yeah. Three at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I hated Marriage at First, but the way they've tied it up now, I still hate that movie. <laughs> but I feel better about the marriage now. 
Yeah, it, but it, it feels what? like it was a, like a throwaway storyline for that one. But movie. it still it, like it doesn't make three any better in retrospect. Yeah, it just makes you like understand the marriage more. So more, I, I, all it is, it's like because you said yourself that you didn't like how it happened, and then they almost never mention it without like a little bit of a oh she's still alive type of thing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now they actually full on go well, <clears throat> they divorced. Here's why, and I love that she's just like. I'm not mad at you. I'm actually happy. I'm happy I met you. My life is so much better because of you. And it's going to continue to be better because of you. And mm. you're just like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You know? Yeah. Like, when uh, the next, well, like Shatterhand happens, I feel like James Bond 25 or Shatterhand, if that's I really what you're going I really hate that title. I really so want to call it Shatterhand. So I'm going to call it Shatterstar. Fuck it. I mean, you're not far off from Talk Knocker with that. <laughs> yeah. Shatterhand? Yeah, like, Jesus like, what Christ. Is it a guy with inner hand? Like, Shat inner. Like, guy with but, last like, hand, yeah. Yeah, but like, so I feel like, because, you know, originally born influenced the Bond movies, right? And then Bond eventually influenced Jason Bourne. The Mission Impossible they've movies... They've never been influenced. They've done their own thing all the way through. They do their own thing. They're like, this movie's going to be this, this but movie's going to be this. I feel like Bond 25 is going to be heavily influenced by uh, this. Fallout. And I feel like if, if they're smart, it should also be influenced by... Spectre and Jason Bourne in the sense that this is you don't do this. This is what you don't do. Mm -hmm. I know what they were trying to do with Spectre and they were trying to bring it back to the campy sort of Roger Moore version. They were trying. Yeah. But they, it was very Bondy, like the They old never Bond. should have done that. The it was the torture scene that really made me go, Oh exactly. I'm really feeling the old Bond right now. Exactly. And I remember like that part right away I was just like But that's all we're gonna say. That's all we're going to say, gonna say about that, but I feel, like, that. I feel like uh, Shatterhand, if they don't change the title, is going to be heavily influenced by this, because it has to be. You know what? This is so fucking good. Like, Spectre had a really fucking high, hard mountain to climb after Skyfall. It really did. But The eventual uh, MI7 that will happen, it's going to have a hard time climbing Fallout. Yeah, but okay. You need Christopher McCord to come back. Hold on. Fallout had a really high mountain to climb from Rogue Nations. It really did. Okay. And look what happened. Right. It's perfect. I don't know how more perfect you can get, though. It's perfect-er, because... Perfect-er. Because can Rogue you, Nations is perfect. Can you get perfect-er-er? More perfect-er? More per... Oh. perfect -er. Still dramatically bullshit, but... Yep. You know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at the end of the day... Yeah, so that's, that's the rundown. I gotta say that, like, when we were doing our, our comic book predictions for 2018-2019, yeah. I had my list there. It was all comic book movies. And, and you're like, this is Mission Impossible now, right? And I was like, okay, it's not a comic book movie, but I made the joke, like, okay, Tom Cruise is a superhero. He's honestly a fucking superhero after this. Yeah! So is Ethan Hunt. Like, this shit's unreal. Yeah. And you know what? The way, like, at his age, the way he's thrown his body on the line for entertainment... Value? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, they talked about uh, Daniel Craig. I mean, at his age, doing the stunts that he was doing, doesn't hold a candle. Yeah. Does not hold a candle. Not a candle. You know, and not realistically, candle. and no offense to Daniel Craig, but Daniel Craig is younger and in better shape. Like, visually, if you look at him, you go, holy shit, mm -hmm. right? And he's complaining about the, the stunts and stuff like that. Okay, that's fine. Like, I never get that sense from Cruz that he would complain about anything. 
I, I feel like he's game for it all. Yeah, and I mean, you know like, what? He's like, he'll sit down and go. See what you will about the Scientology. What is the crowd going to love? And that, that's like, I um, they've been teasing the, the Tom Cruise and Dwayne Johnson have been teasing online that they, yeah. like, they want to work together and everything. But Dwayne Johnson, um, he recently said, because um, he was Ford's highest grossing actor in history, right, for one year, right? He said, I I work with the idea that I don't have a boss. The audience is my boss. Yeah. They're my boss. I want to make them happy. Exactly. I feel like Cruz has the same mind frame. Yes. And um, going back to what I said like a while ago, too, I also feel like he watches a lot of movies. He's not just watching... He wants... Yeah. He's not just watching what's happening in and around him today, but he's also watching older movies. I guarantee you, if we ran into him and he was like not busy or anything, and I was like, hey, man, you ever watch anything from Korea, like South Korean cinema? He'd be like... Yeah, I do. I watch everything. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, you have no choice but to be like, he watches everything. Yeah. Like, I could say I watch everything, and then people would be like, well, do you watch this, this, this? And I'm like, okay, well, all yeah. right, I don't watch everything. He knows what but works. He, said he that, knows what people want. Yeah. Like, this movie is so great. And I guarantee you, he goes, oh, that movie's great. I'm going to go watch it immediately. My yeah. next, My next plane ride from here to here. Exactly. I'm watching all these or movies. Whatever he's going to, like, whatever he's doing in between, yeah. he's probably watching these movies. Yeah. You know, and... Now I don't feel so bad for watching movies a lot. No. I watch movies a lot. And I watch a lot of the same movies over and over again. Right, because one day you might be Tom Cruise. One day I might be. Like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I at some point. You'll get there. I'm, I'm in the starting phases, though. I've like, I yeah. got to admit, I've been watching these camcasts, and yeah. I'm just like, belly, belly, okay, jowl. Okay, Chris, all right. I notice it right here when I'm sitting sideways, and I see this. I was like, do I try to lose it or do I buy a higher table? <laughs> yeah. Do I try to position myself in a way where you don't see my belly? Yeah. You know? But yeah, um, honestly, I have so much more respect for Cruz now than exactly. ever before. Now I feel like I, I don't think I'll ever be in a period where I'm like, I don't know if I like Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, like I said, like you can talk about the Scientology shit all day long, but at the end of the day, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. I got friends that are in religions that I'm not into. Tom Cruise isn't showing up in my house going like, hey man, are you a Scientologist? And I say, no, and he goes, you better be a fucking Scientologist. Yeah. No, not at all. And I mean, okay, so he had that one bout of craziness, but did War of the Worlds bomb because of it? No. It was a huge blockbuster success. Mm-hmm. Okay. MI3 was, you know, it is what it is, but... Yeah. He rarely has a movie that doesn't make more than 100 mil exactly. at, at the domestic box office. You know? That's got to tell you something. And I mean, okay, so in the last couple of years, it's been hit and miss with him. Still. Yeah. Like, he is still more hit than miss. I mean, even Valkyrie, which wasn't that good of a movie, he was the best thing in that movie. Yeah. I, I almost feel like we should do a Tom Cruise retrospective. Hey, I'm down with that. You know what I mean? Like, you pick three of your favorite Tom Cruise movies. I'll pick three of my favorite Tom Cruise, excluding the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. We'll keep those out. I mean, I kind of teased already what my three would be in our last one when we had that question, going, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. And I straight out threw three movies out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, mine's going to be collateral. That's going to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but whatever. I'm down with that. Man, because, like, yeah, fuck, like... It's yeah, say what you will, but that guy fucking delivers and he's I firmly believe he's willing to die for this fucking movie. He would. Any of these movies if he feels like okay, you know what? He's probably got his he's contract like, that if I die during this, I want you to still release it. 
I guarantee. I don't care if it's only forty five <laughs> minutes long. He's got a post mortem, yeah. post mortem credit, like in his own movie. He's got <laughs> like, a pre sequel. There's credit a scene of him just like, jumping, and it cuts to black. It's like in memory of Tom Cruise. You yeah. don't know what happened with the rest of the movie. It's gonna be like okay. First of all, you film, you finish the movie. Yeah. CGI the shit out of it, but you release that movie. You release it. Yeah, actually, uh, the. I guarantee you, it's his if I die, release the movie. And you know what I also like too is that like when people talk about Tom Cruise in interviews, you don't get the sense that they're saying what you want to hear or what uh, the Scientologists want you to say. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he probably just is his natural like cool dude. He just happens to be a Scientologist. Yeah. You know. No, whatever. You got your beliefs. Who cares? <clears throat> yeah. And, what you believe in doesn't affect me. Whatsoever. But a lot of times, even the people that he works with goes on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. There's only, like... Like, I mean, like I mentioned Collateral. Jamie Foxx hasn't really done much of anything. No. But, I mean... It's, he did. He had a run there for a while. He did have a run he there He was the hot while. stuff for a while, yep. you know? And a lot of guys in the, in the 2000s were like that. They were the hot guys. And now now they're kind of... Yeah, but I mean... Simmered down. Tom Cruise has held... Yeah, but I, what, that, what I was going to say was, though, is that, like, part of it... Is that like they strike when the iron's hot, so to speak? But also, eventually, you start to realize, that, like, first of all, I don't think Jamie Foxx is an amazing actor. He's no, no, he's he's a good actor. He's a good actor who gets amazing roles often. Yes, who does manage to get amazing roles. Yes, you know. But then, like, uh, so like, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a perfect example where he could have been. The best thing in that movie. There was the potential for that. And he was so far off. Though. And he was so far off. Like, he was terrible in that yeah. movie. We've already had one Edward Digbot. We don't need another one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and that's and that's the thing where, like, even in Mission Impossible 2, as much as I say that that is the worst Mission Impossible, he, Tom Cruise is the best thing in that movie. Oh, yeah. You know, even when he's saying these really shitty written lines that he signed off on, he is still the best thing in that movie. And that's always, like, a clear indication, you know? But, uh, Last Samurai, that'd be another one of my favorite mm-hmm. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. movies, because so good. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna see if I can learn, like, so nail Tom a third. I'm trying to see if I can nail a third of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Interview with Vampire. Yep, yeah, that's right. I mentioned in the last you one, did. so yeah, thank yep. you for remembering. Yeah, yep. so those would be the three. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. at some point in the near future, yep. you know, when we run out, and I would have a runner up as Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun, Rain no, Man. Yeah, but my three are probably Bore the Worlds and Oblivion. Rain Man is, I, I like that movie, but I'd, I wouldn't say that's one of Tom Cruise's best. No, because that's during like. Uh, a period where he's kind of playing the same. He role. did a lot of roles. Uh, I mean, they were really good, but he just he was kind of good men the... with Jack Nicholson. You know, he had that big scene. Which, Jack... Sorry, what? Oh yeah, Good Men. Yeah, Good yeah. Yeah. Men was actually really good. Yeah, you can't handle the truth, you know. Yeah, and it's funny how much uh, Michelle hates Tom Cruise, but that's one of her favorite movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Demi Moore, right? Nope. nope. I don't think it is. I think it's actually. I think Tom it's Cruise? Jack Nicholson. And I think it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um. He's just so good. He's a great. He's, he is absolutely uh, one of the greatest actors. I, I, like I was going to mention, like you look at the '80s, like the stars from the '80s: Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, all these stars in the '80s, action stars. Yep. Um, they're doing directed video now. They're doing small shit. Tom Cruise has held this title yeah. since and like Top Gun. Even though, just like, like, boom, boom, boom. For even though he may not be uh, as respected within the acting community yeah. as he once was, because apparently, like. 
it's still a lot of people look at his crazy period as like, and the Scientology stuff is like, oh, he's fucking, such bullshit. He's fucking crazy. He's weird. But it's just like you're right. Like, like Bruce Willis practically sleepwalks through almost every single one of his roles. Where now he's not even a character. He's just himself. I'm just Bruce Willis. And I'm bored. I'm like almost pained to be in this movie. That's why I have not watched the Death Wish remake, and I have no desire to watch it. That's one of the reasons why, as much as I pumped for Glass... You're worried about Glass. I'm worried about him tanking the movie. Because you don't see him do anything other than Bruce Willis in I don't know, like, trailers. His little spot at the end of Split was was David Dunn. Yeah. It, it it was him, in, like, same way he was in Unbreakable. But he was also in it for 30 seconds. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, like... Crossing fingers. Really, really hoping. Crossing fingers. But then, uh, like you said, too, or even Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Will Smith is an absolutely, like, he was a top, top, top. Yeah. And he is an absolutely amazing actor. And now he's doing Netflix movies. And now he's doing Netflix movies. Tom Cruise hasn't gone there yet. You know, I mean, like, After Earth was just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. If you could pick a movie that killed Will Smith's career, After Earth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Not so much After Earth, but the fact that he was so set on shoehorning his friggin' son into everything. That I actually didn't mind so much. Actually, no, I wouldn't have minded so much if his son was any good. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... And apparently his son's a huge tool bag because he, like, got his bodyguards to kick my brother out of a club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know that story? No, I actually, oh, I've never heard this James story. James was at this club in Toronto, you know, because he, he does the club thing, right? Of course, yeah. He works for the guys and everything. They're on the, the top floor, the main floor. Yeah. And then he's, check out the club. His bodyguards come up and like, everyone out, you out. And then they, they push James and all these people out. And who walks in? Jaden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, like it wouldn't have been so, so bad if at least if Jaden was good. But even then, that movie is pretty terrible. Yeah. And that's during, like, Will Smith's uh, squinty phase, where he almost <sighs> looks like he's in pain for every movie. Mm-hmm. And it started with I Am Legend. The squint. Yeah. That's when he plays a serious actor. Squints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's, you know, he's in pain. Like, everyone's dead. I Am Legend. Oh. <laughs> I Am Legend. You know that's the line he wanted to say, right? That's great. I like that. But I am legend. Even though he wasn't terrible oh. and bright, it was just like, really? Yeah, bright. Yeah. You're doing like Adam Sandler Netflix movies now? Like, you were the king of the fucking summer. I know. I know. Yeah. I can't <laughs> just, do. just do Bad Boys 3. Yeah. And then call it a day. Go away for like five years. Come back. Suicide Squad was not the big return that he wanted. No. No, and Independence Day would have been three times bigger if he returned for it. But he didn't. He fixed Suicide Squad and then Bright. So hold on, hold on. I watched Independence Day Resurgence. I'm glad he wasn't in that movie. It would have been different with a minute. Though. It would have been different with a minute, but then it still would have been fucking terrible, mm. painfully terrible. But you've never been a, an ID four fan, as it is. We're getting off topic. No. This no, I was not. The Mission Impossible Wait, podcast. Wait, did we get off topic again? It happens. What? It happens. I feel like we're clocking in pretty pretty long at the moment. Yeah. So, you know what? Um, Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for subscribing. 
on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. Twitter's still a thing, guys. On Instagram. Because we're everywhere. We're everywhere. SoundCloud, we're on that too. Yeah. What else? Doing SoundCloud, we got YouTube going. iTunes. I already said YouTube. iTunes, I didn't. iTunes. I didn't. iTunes. We're everywhere. We're Eventually, around. we're going to be on Google Music, possibly Spotify. You don't know where you're going to find us. We're going to be there wearing our geek pants, and you should too. Thank you so much. I made a mess, eh? I threw garbage already. Mm -hmm. You're gonna clean that shit up, though. This is not my house. Oh, no, I'm a, yeah, no, I'm totally a bitch. You don't have to do that. I'll clean up. You're not the bitch. Not at all. You're a man, Kenneth. You smacked that good, though. <laughs> yeah. It kind of threw me off. I know. She's like getting into it, and then. <laughs> Just want everyone to know how thankful we are. <laughs> good job. These pancakes are delicious.